Welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network, presented by Coors Light. Go from full time to game time. Coors Light, made to chill. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. I'm your host, Wayne Blue. I'm joined all day today. No guests. It's just my two co-hosts, Blake Murphy, Alex Wong. Blake, how you doing, man? I'm good. Are you doing the whole show, or are you like you're dressed like Inspector Gadget today? I, do you got like a crime to go solve, or what? No, 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 Inspector. Yo, shout out to Inspector Gadget. Um, you're looking sweet, bro. Wow. All right. <laughs> we do. We we did. We did put Derek on the drop, so you'll be hearing that drop uh, 86 times in the next two weeks. Uh, <laughs> next two hours. <laughs> Alex, for I, anyone who missed it yesterday, Will tried to talk as if he could maybe hang for a minute with no, Dennis Schroeder to on an the court. NBA player. You did that. You set that up. I did set that you know up. What? Let's, litig- let's litigate this like Azotam. Whose fault was that? Yeah. Who oh, set it up? It's fault, man. Here's the no, thing. No, we're here to blame people. We're not here for anything other than to make content. You guys understand. It was yeah. good content made yeah. when Dennis Schroeder trash-tagged me, a media member. Yeah. So we have go, a... Go-go nice. gadget content. Yeah, we have such a fun job, man. Yeah, you guys, man, you guys sweet. ever think about that? <laughs> We have such a fun job that we do. Yeah. I think about that a lot on my subway in at one fifteen every day. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's true. Like last night, I'm like up until one thirty, having a couple beers, watching basketball. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep, yeah, yeah, I'm working. Oh, would yeah. you Would you like to ID the beers, nope. or were you not doing that? No, nope, not. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna keep sipping on my generic coffee. Yeah, in my tea. generic. I, cup. I got a nice generic tea here. Anyways, Friday show, right. so we got a lot coming up today. We're gonna look at uh, some quarterly NBA awards, talk some Raptors, Pascal extensions, maybe revisit. Uh, some moves that the front office could have done differently the past three years. Bobby Webster, if you're driving to pick up your kids, turn off around 240. <laughs> going to go around the NBA. Uh, Chad Sanders, Luke Wynn, if you're listening, I'm going <laughs> to rip all the 905 moves too. They're back yeah. to the losing side last oh, night. Man. so um, oh. They don't want to see a healthy 905, man. Um, they saw it. We got two nah, chains. still don't have Two NFL. winners. Two winners of the Raptor show chain. Mm which is being held under secrecy. Will actually has no idea who's winning the chain, but... I so guess, does that mean you're rolling up with two chains, or they co- <laughs> they like this is two chains, but it's co chains? It is going to be two chains. Uh, so this is a typical Friday Raptor show. Basically, we do whatever we want. I mean, we, we do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday too. But it's the uh, only times we don't do what we want is mm. when Mark Stein calls us, or and, Dennis, or Dennis when Dennis calls us. And even half the time, me and Dennis are joking <laughs> around anyway. So, so uh, yeah, so Dennis yeah, put yeah, us yeah. in the vlog once again. Yeah, yeah. You know, thank you. this is Dennis and Mark Stein are getting content out of us as well. This is a, oh, a synergistic relationship. That's, that's what we're here for, you know. And, and to People be honest, serious basketball talk all the time. Sorry, Stein. Sweet. Stein. <laughs> You know, Stein putting the whole Raptor uh, Show logo in yeah. the middle of the newsletter a couple hey. weeks ago was really cool. Shout out to Drake Serial. And, and, and you know, mm-hmm. all jokes aside, Stein's newsletter is really good. Like, you guys should He's subscribe been, and pay yeah, for yeah, it and all this stuff. like, really well-read. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of, it's got to be one of the top sports ones on Substack. Yeah, it's well-reported. It's yeah. got great stats, keeps you informed. Like, we're, we're not just doing this song and dance because, you know, Stein comes on the show. Like, he's really good. Um, breaking Mark Stein is good. All right, um, man. all right, let's get to it. Let's do the format today. Everybody just pick a topic. Blake, you can start. All right. I'm going to set you up, actually. I, I'm going to uh, my topic off the top. We're going to talk about the Los Angeles Clippers, who are mm-hmm. they're here. It's mm-hmm. good. They've won six in a row. Scary hours. After that initial losing streak that they had when they first acquired James Harden, they are 11-3 and three 
since that time. I know the Warriors are going through it pretty badly that last night. That's kind of a co-topic off of this Clippers game is that, you know, Wiggins came off the bench for the first time in his career. They still didn't look like they had much. And that's on a night where Clay shot the ball really well. Mm -hmm. But for me, this was all about the Clippers. They seem to have figured out the offensive balance now when Harden shares the floor, at least with you know, Kawhi and Paul George. Paul George didn't play last night. Um, so it's not the, the best example. Um, they don't want to see a healthy Clipper team. Yeah, <laughs> but you saw James Harden. Who they don't want to see a healthy 2-1-2 <laughs> over the area. Man. Sorry, Blake. Uh, that's okay. Uh, we're going to call it the LC for El Segundo because the OC is going to come up a, a little later. Um, but so Harden, when he's shared the floor with Paul George and Kawhi, his usage rate is down to 16% this year. Mm. But you see on a night like last night where, hey, there's no Paul George. And this is part of the thinking here, right? Is Paul George is going to miss some games. Kawhi's played every game, but uh, theoretically he'll miss some. James Harden shifts back into a bit more of a scorer mode. Drops 28 with 15 dimes last night. He, awesome. he goes Tyrese Halliburton with the stat line or Trey Young against the Raptors. Um, it was great. So, I mean, Alex, you got to feel like you were in on the Clippers before the Harden trade. You were one of the most optimistic after the Harden trade that they figured out. You got to be feeling pretty good right now. I do. And I think, I think the thing about James Harden too, is that, you know, you can expect this level of performance from him once he works himself into shape, um, in the regular season. And the more encouraging thing is like, you know, on Philly last year, they needed him to be that co-star next to Joel Embiid. I really don't think they need that from him this year. Like if, if James Harden is like a competent point guard, he gives you the scoring. Um, at the end of the day, it just comes down to whether Kawhi looks like a top five player in the world. And he has done that, um, you know, in, in this last stretch here. If Kawhi is healthy, they're ready to go. This is why I picked the Clippers at the start of the season to win it all. It's just, I like them against anybody in a seven game series. If Kawhi is healthy, like they have a chance. Yo, how are we feeling, man? How are we feeling? Oh, God. I regret that one. No, you don't. I do. It's all good. The uh, other thing too is like yeah. you and you. This is about how Harden fits as well. Yeah. Um, but like, why the Kawhi Paul George thing was supposed to be so interesting in the first place is like Kawhi's hitting forty two percent of his threes after hitting forty two percent last year. James mm-hmm. Harden over the last two years is at forty percent. Paul George is usually around the forty to low forties mark on three point shooting. No matter which one of these guys mm-hmm. takes on the offense, they have like even with Zubats on the floor. Like as long as Russ isn't the fifth guy, they have pretty pristine spacing in that group. Even if it's like, hey. This possession is going to be hard and ISO. We're going to go, you know, Zubats, Dunker, and three out. Other than that, they still have pretty good space. Yeah. I mean, what have we said about the Clippers for the last couple of years is obviously, number one, they got to stay healthy. And so far, they have, although Paul George is out right now. But for the most part, the Clippers have been healthy. Mm. Kawhi playing every game. And the other thing is, you always got that sense that they needed a point guard, somebody to mm-hmm. set the table so that the offense isn't so static. So, And it's like, I know that like they got Harden at a distressed price. And I know Harden obviously kicked up a a huge fuss and, and is snitching every single week to Sam Amick. About. By the way, congrats to Daryl Morey getting a contract extension today to uh, 2028. Cool. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> you uh, win a championship, you know, once in your life. But um, Make the finals. <laughs> make the finals once in your life. But, you know, they swapped out, like, Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, uh, KJ Martin. Who? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's like... Why, why Batum on the floor? Yeah, they took Batum in. They took Batum out, actually. But, like, you flip that into James Harden, and, like, I, I understand that James didn't get off to the greatest of starts and the Clippers didn't get off to the greatest of starts, but they found that way to make it work. Russell Westbrook volunteered to come off the bench. is actually massive. 
Westbrook, by the way, in in lineups where Kawhi, Paul George, and uh, James Harden are all on the floor, Westbrook has not like his usage rate is still twenty eight percent. Even with, even when he shares the floor with those two guys, it's it's pretty amusing. Where like he's yeah. gone off the bench, and like I think they probably told him like, hey, if you come off the bench, you can take as many possessions as you want. And like they meant with the bench, and he was like, no, I could just take as yeah. many possessions as I want. But I like the fact that he's bought in. I, li- yeah. I like the fact that he's made that option available to Tyron Luke because like this is a veteran group ready to win. And as long as they stay healthy, I still worry a little bit about Zubach sometimes. I don't know if they'll close all the time with him on the floor. But yeah. Zoo El Cinder. Zoo El Cinder. But, you know, they also have other depth on their roster, including Amir Coffey, who came off. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess he doesn't typically play for them, but he's he started. He's like three points a game. Yeah, but he started he tri- for them yesterday. He triple-triple. Because, uh, because of Paul George's absence. And as you joke about the triple-triple. Man. I got to ask you, Alex, because you're a, you're a diehard Clipper fan, are you not? Yeah, it's me and Billy Crystal. Yeah, that's right. And the guy from Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, sure. M- Malcolm or, or Walter White? <laughs> I think Middle. Okay. okay. All right. Um, so Amir Coffey yep. actually has an incredible nickname. Probably my favorite nickname in the league right now. And okay. it's not on Basketball Reference. So yeah, this, I, I, is, uh, I, I, this is, is a this real on, heads only. You got to be watching. I, yeah, didn't read the, I didn't really scan the rundown today. So, so I, I was listening to the broadcast uh, from the game last night, um, and I didn't even catch it then, but I when I watched the highlights over this morning, Amir Coffey's nickname is the Folgers Soldier. Yo, that's amazing. <laughs> that's an amazing nickname. We Yo, finally got a good one. Obviously, that, Folgers is the instant coffee or whatever. That's amazing. His last name's Coffee. No, Folgers I, I Soldier. The best part of waking up is Amir Coffee going to the cup. So there, there was a lot of Amir Coffee going to the cup. Do you think they run the French press? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You, you guys, I'm really happy you guys have his, this. His social media handles, by the way, are Coffee Shop. Can we call him Col- Colby Beans Bryant? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, oh, man. This is all I'm here for, man. <laughs> no, Folger Soldier. So, yeah. Uh, Folger Soldier is that, that, so that's good, That's amazing. Man. Wait, but it's not on Basketball Reference? No, it's no. not on Basketball Reference. I mean, okay. it's a mere coffee. Like, I mean, you, you got to really get there to get all yeah, these nicknames okay, up fine. there. But shout out to Clipper uh, play-by-play man Brian Seaman, I believe his yeah. name is. Uh, he also had a couple other quotes because Amir Coffee had 18 points, so you have to say his name quite a few times. Mm. And each time he would put in some sort of coffee reference, like uh, there was an Amir coffee. I think he like took it to the basket or something. And, you know, they, they said something about filling the cup. Mm. He also said something about good to the last drop. There was oh. also an Amir coffee finished strong at the rim and one. And he said, oh, I like my coffee strong. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's actually really cool. <laughs> I, uh, I was getting yeah. ready because that game was close down to the wire and he was on the floor late. Yeah. But he had two bricks in the, like, last few minutes, and I thought for sure we were getting a coffee is for closers Ooh. call to a big Amir coffee clutch shot. Yeah. Well, can, can we do the same on the broadcast with Grady Dick, uh, you think? Just maybe. like a bunch of puns? I hope so. Okay. You know what, Matt Devlin? He's not even playing closing minutes with the 905 right Actually, now, they, so I don't they know They should if workshop we can... that at 905. Yeah. yeah. Ben Shulman, get, uh, get on it. He's been calling the last few games what? on TV for Matt Cullen. Well, Ben Shulman's always the 905 radio guy. Oh, I didn't um, know this. But Matt Cullen, who calls the 905 games on TV, has been off the last couple, so Ben oh, Shulman's that's... been on them. Him and Warren Ward have, have like, like, really quick chemistry. It's yeah. a good broadcast. That's, that's um, amazing. But, yeah, you, they've got to work on the Grady Dick puns because we're not going to see him at the end. Like, yeah. Matt Devlin is not going to have a chance for a little while, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, no, the- Another rough one for Grady. Leslie. No, those are those are great, but on on the other side, the Warriors lost again. Yeah, sorry, I have yeah, two, yeah, up, two small ones on the the Clippers before we're up. Uh, first, just want to acknowledge Norm is such a oh, good piece on that team. Quarter, like man. fifth year in a row of hitting forty percent or better on catch and shoot threes. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best guys attacking out of the corner yep. at closeouts, and, and we mentioned the spacing earlier. He's just such a good piece with them. Uh, and then the other thing was. 
did you were you guys this was not late in the game but Chris Paul just like full on tried to body check Daniel Tice uh, saw on, on a rebound and like yeah. they had to review it for a flagrant. And honestly, the only reason Chris Paul didn't get a flagrant was like he didn't he couldn't reach high enough on Daniel Tice. Is uh, Chris Paul going to do a profile with uh, Ramona Shelburne talking about how he didn't realize how long it was that he was body checking Daniel Tice? Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. I um, saw someone Chris tweet Paul's that so Draymond right now, talks about. Draymond talks about those incidents like he turned into a werewolf or something like that. Like <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he doesn't really remember, but he's trying to piece <laughs> well, it together. This is what I want to talk about. Like on the other side, the Warriors lost again. Um, Andy Liu confirmed cooked. Um, yeah. And they, Steve Kerr, sleepy Steve. <laughs> he did, woke up. Did make an adjustment, bringing in a Will's favorite player. Uh, what's his first name? Brandon, Brandon Pajemski. Brandon yeah. Pajemski. Yeah. He didn't play that well last night. And, and you know, Wiggins came off the bench. They still lost. Um, I mean, we talked about the Warriors already, but it was interesting to me, all the comments coming out about Draymond. You basically had his last two uh, on-court victims, um, Rudy Gobert and Yusuf Nurkic, like, you know, saying nice things about him, saying that I hope he can figure it out, you know, off the court, whatever his issues are. KD said the same thing. Damn. Uh, <laughs> How many ops does Draymond have? We need a starting five of Draymond's ops. But so, these are all people that he's beef with, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, like, look, that's a, it's a, they're nice things to say, and like yeah. Draymond is well respected. But it's also like a little bit of like Gobert's quotes mm-hmm. after the incident, where yeah. it was like, yeah, Draymond thought he was doing they're something, he, didn't, he didn't have it. Like being now, being like, yeah, I, I hope he gets some help, is like also a little bit I, of a. I, I was reading it more that like Draymond's intimidation tactics don't work anymore. Like yeah. these guys don't aren't even riled up by him. I mean, they feel Gobert bad for him. Didn't respond. Yeah, they feel bad for him. Yeah. yeah, they feel bad for him. And like, yeah, I mean, I referenced that Ramona Shelburne article. I think Draymond obviously trying to just like change the narrative on what this is all this is is you're out of control yeah it's too and you've early. been too violent on the court it's that's too it. early to change the narrative you like, have been running around choking punching people stomping on people for 18 months like you don't get to do a redemption narrative the day 18 after months like it was the 2016 finals when you got suspended from a finals game for this stuff i thought it was a big deal too that steve kerr uh directly referenced he said the draymond that punched jordan Poole that's the guy that we need to fix. Like, I thought that was a big deal, too, for him to reference that yeah. directly because the, they've been the dancing Draymond around that. who took a, a below-the-belt shot at LeBron in the 2016 <sighs> finals, that guy's fine. Yeah. We need to fix the I, one who's not I, doing it in leverage spots and doing it against guys. I, that, hope, I hope Draymond gets better, but it's like, come on, man. Like, we got higher media, like, literacy than that. We know what this is. Yeah. Like, you can't change the narrative also, on this. You can't, well, he even he, tried not doing it on his pod. Also, Shots, <laughs> you saying control the narrative, control the narrative. I thought you were Roman Roy this whole episode, <laughs> man. Man. Um, also, it's just too early Disgusting, for that. Brother. Like, you can't do that a day after you get suspended. No, but no. I feel like it's like insulting the public's intelligence. Yeah, right. go do some actual work. We know what this is. Well, you swung at Nurkic. Yeah. Well, he said he was flopping, which is the funniest <laughs> defense. He's like, yo, guys, I was just flopping. <laughs> Don't suspend me. Fine me. Yeah, anyway, flopping fine. Yo, I didn't mean to hit him. I was just flopping. It's crazy. Anyways, Ken, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have anything else to add about the Warriors on court. Nah. You know, made the change. Starting lineup, kind of product. I, I, my worry for them long term, um, and my long term, I mean, like for next season even, is like Moody and and Pods are two of their like mm. most promising young players. They're both kind of small, and of course, you're going to hope to keep Steph Curry around. I just don't see a like long term kind of scenario where those three play together. Like the Clippers were just like the Clippers aren't even the biggest team in the world. Like obviously they got big wings or whatever, but like the Warriors are just small across the board. 
you know, when you mm-hmm. when you yeah. really watch them play. So And like I think Moody could defend a little bit at the three, yeah. but like if you're gonna get away with that, you can't have like, two guys small no. at one and two and like no. even Clay at this point, like I mean, you probably want him guarding yeah. more three four athletically anyway, but yes. like he's not huge either. So then mm-hmm. you're talking about you've got four guys in this in this bin. But that's the thing. They um, actually need Draymond. They yeah. need Wiggins. There's no solution other than those guys find their regular levels again. And you're because you're not. They're not trade assets. They're yeah. salary matching, maybe. But like, if you it, you would have to attach a ton to Draymond for someone to take that contract on at this point. Draymond to the Pistons. I mean, he is he is from <laughs> there. What? He's a the culture. Guy. You trying to do mouse at the Palace Part Two? <laughs> James Wiseman is back. <laughs> if Draymond ends their 39 game losing streak. Come on, man. No, James Wiseman's going to walk in and see Draymond in the locker room and be like, ni hao again. <laughs> who, would, who would Draymond fight in Detroit? Definitely Isaiah Stewart. That would oh, be, my God. No, 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 no. Adam Stewart's got to step in once again, man. You yeah. can't have League Palace in the Palace part two. But, yeah, it's two. looking tough for the Warriors. Like, they got to get back to 500 at least, I think, to, to yeah. get back into the play-in conversation. And it's it's slipping a little bit here. So. And like, it's slipping it's, a lot, It's man. early to do the yeah. games behind thing. But, like, when mm-hmm. it's this tight, they're already three games out of the play-in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always look at the 500 thing. Like, if you need to yeah. be over 500, like, it's it's going to get, get tough, especially in the West. So, yeah. also, it, is it is it, when you watch them, do you also feel a little bit sad for Chris Paul over how washed he is? Because, yeah, like, we're, we're so used to, like, seeing LeBron. Like, I don't know, man. He still, he's has had his, he still has his bird rights, so. Caca. <laughs> <laughs> he's he Patrick Caca right now, he, man. He's had a long, like, illustrious career. Like, this yeah. is what happens when you get to this yeah, age. You know what? Here's my thing. Here's my question to you. Name your, name your favorite Chris Paul play if he's had such a long, illustrious My favorite Chris Paul play. Chris Paul, David West, 17-foot pick and pop, obviously. You're saying Chris Paul got no moments? No, I'm just saying. Give, give me your favorite Chris Paul moment. I don't know, You man. love his career. When he, God. When he advanced to the finals for the first time at Staples and uh, hugged Billy Crystal. <laughs> What What's I your mean. favorite CP moment? That's what I mean. I mean, uh, dunking on Dwight Howard is pretty cool. He dunked on Dwight? Yeah, when he was young. Damn. When he was a Hornets, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like Chris Paul, man. But that I was know. like, we're talking about like the 09 era. We talking no, like. I get it. We're talking Drake just no, no, came no. onto the scene. He running era, pick and roll with know? David West and Brandon Bass back in the day, man. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I'm trying to think. Who, who did he punch in the crotch? Oh, Macklemore? back in college. He did it in the NBA, too, though. Julius he did it in college. Hodge was in college. Julius Hodge. Des Moines Hodge's uh, <laughs> relative, I'm sure. Because Hodge always goes on Twitter every time CP right. accidentally punches somebody in the ball. I balls. think he did it to Macklemore in the... Like, <laughs> like ben, the rapper? Ben, ben, the rapper or the player? The celeb all-star game. He's out there. No, Ben, I think he did. Damn, does Matt. Chris Paul have no moments? Bro, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys, everybody who's listening to just reflect. But that's the point, the God, man. We're talking about 20 years of a surefire Hall of Famer, but I don't know if he has moments. He's that's, also like, I can't feel too bad for him. The, the game winner over in, against the Spurs in the first okay. round. In oh, that game seven. That game seven. Yeah. yeah and then they blew yeah. a 3 1 lead right after. If you asked me to describe more details of that game winner, I would struggle. I yeah. think it was like a leaning fadeaway in the in the lane over Tim Duncan or something. I don't know. Yeah, damn. It, it, it's, it's not hitting the same way. I'm, I'm just saying, man. But anyway, yeah. He uh, also the the number one thing when you search Chris Paul on the YouTube is Chris Paul hits huge three to cut lead to forty two. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's the best meme ever. Especially when I was watching the Raiders Chargers oh, last night. Oh my goodness! Um, but <laughs> a game so bad, their GM and coach got fired this morning. Yeah, that was amazing. Ah oh, man, what was I going to say about Raptors fans want to see after Raptors lose to the Knicks? <laughs> if they I'm lost old, the NBA equivalent of sixty-nine to twenty-one or whatever the final of that one was, yeah, uh, you might see. It. Like if the Raptors came in tonight and lost by eighty, 
you, uh-huh. you might see something happen tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, do you think the coach should be automatically fired if they lost? Like, I think they should quit. I think they should do us the standard of, like, the decency of just being like, look, I'm just going to yeah, I'm gonna quit, guys. Caca. Um, what else? The Bulls? I see the Bulls in here. Yeah, I mean, Will didn't get to pick a topic. I, I kind of oh, yeah, commandeered the, the whole yeah, first yeah. segment with Clippers-Warriors stuff. Uh, my topic was really just the, did you know Amir Kavi had a great nickname? <laughs> uh, but if I had to pick one, I, I'll go with the Bulls. I mean, like, they continue to be competitive. They were up for a lot of the game yesterday against the Heat. Um, now, whatever, the Heat are kind of like, it's, it's so annoying because they look so good and so well-oiled and executing well, and Orlando Robinson's knocking down threes. Duncan, Rob- Duncan Robinson's slipping to the basket. That's for noodles. Layups. That's Asha noodles. That's, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> but, like, Against the Bulls, they didn't do any of that. Also, Vucevic looked great yesterday as well, but Colby White is just on this incredible streak. Um, since Zach Levine has gone down, which I believe was the end of November, uh, it was a game against Milwaukee, it was a game that he missed. There's been seven games since, and Colby White, who was already in the starting five, but obviously has stepped up in the pecking order behind probably just Amar. He's averaging 26 points, six rebounds, and seven assists shooting 51% from three on 10 attempts per game since Zach Levine went down seven games ago. The Bulls are 5-2 and two in that stretch, including a win last night against uh, Miami. So just want to give Kobe White his flowers. Also, by the way, yeah, I'm white, you know? Oh, I'm white. <laughs> W-H-I-T. Whoa. Yeah, actually, Kobe yeah. White is not, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you white, you Ben Affleck. Drew Eubanks is, which I'm always surprised. But uh, go on, yeah. Yeah, Kobe White making $12 million a year this year, next year, and the year after. Yeah. We want white? I mean, I think the Raptors probably could have gotten Kobe White at some point. This is not one of last, those, like... There was definitely a yeah. trade deadline moment last year where I was DMing with a Bulls person about, like, a Kobe White-Chris Boucher swap. Yeah, that's exactly the swap I had in mind. Um, now you're not doing it. Like, the Bulls aren't I mean, doing clearly it. the Bulls aren't doing it now. But my point is, salute to Kobe White. Like, that was... Yeah, that was, okay. He's, and been, like, he's been balling like You crazy. know his agent or something? Did you get bought? Uh, who is, is his agent? <laughs> Honestly? I want... Bought. What? Yeah, I'm white, you know? Okay, I thought you were going to get uh, Yo, Derek's an Darren's out here with two turntables today. Man. Um, <laughs> this guy wants more Kobe White on his Serato. Jeez. It's Ty Sullivan and Steve Hooman. Those are the what? <laughs> Those are his agents. Why did you pause like Adam Silver? His name is H-E-U-M-A-N-N. How would you say that? Hooman? Human? Why did you have to pause? I don't know. It was uh, all right. So your topic was Kobe White. What I, a waste my, of a topic. My topic pick. is just salute to Kobe I, White. I think man. the the more interesting part of this is like, yeah. yes, obviously Zach Levine's down. There are more touches for Kobe White to absorb. Sure, yeah. He's been super efficient. Like he said, forty three percent of his threes this year. That that helps yeah. a lot if you're a ball in your hand guard. But to me, you look and it's five and two. Kobe White has stepped up into the Zach Levine possessions. DeMar has settled in nicely, as we know he can, to like, hey, I'm going to be kind of a shooting guard, but kind of a point guard, too, because Kobe White's not a true, true point guard. Um, And then they've been, even though Kobe White is not remotely good defensively, they've been better defensively since Zach Levine went down. And and I do wonder, like, I know we're going to talk about some of the notes in Jake Fisher's latest at Yahoo today later, but it seems like the market is fairly cool for Zach Levine with the four years and like 180 million that's left on his deal. And I wonder if this, even though it's a positive for the Bulls and the Bulls players, Mm. hurts their Zach Levine leverage because it's more evidence that at least in this Bulls construction, Zach Levine's numbers and the fun plays he does and stuff weren't really driving winning and in fact maybe those pieces fit a little better i think people got to know what they're getting with zach levine right like you clearly need 
uh, if you're getting Zach Levine, you clearly need perimeter scoring, probably in isolation. Raptors. Or even off ball as well. Yeah, Raptors. really good shooter. And you and you need pretty good def- like defense around him. Probably a lot of playmaking around him too because it doesn't seem like he – like he's not like he can't pass. He definitely draws extra attention, but – you know, he's not the greatest playmaker either. Yeah. So, essentially, you just need to score. What's going on? You got Breaking Evan Mobley. Yeah, I, just, I have one more note off of last night's games, which was, uh, first of all, wow. the Cavs remain down bad. But Darius Garland, Darius Garland fractured his jaw in that game in a collision with Porzingis and is out multiple weeks. And Woj just tweeted that Evan Mobley's out six to eight weeks. Um, the Cavs are... Down bad. Like, they're only a game over 500. They've been outscored yeah. on the season. The defense has fallen off with season Mobley. From, season and, from hell vibes. And now no Mobley and Garland for a little while. Like, Mobley, that timeline is, like, until the trade deadline, basically. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Donovan Mitchell as a pending free agent. Who Raptors? there are rumblings the Knicks, are, the Knicks will be after him in free agency. Do you guys think the Cavs would, like, look at this and put Mitchell on the table? You gotta be pretty realistic about all of these things. They I mean, gave up a ton for him. If they think there's even a small chance of him walking in free agency, I feel like they're kind of all in on trying to win. And I, don't, I just don't see a team like Cleveland making that move. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about all in trying to win. I mean, look, I, I do think that. Wow, I mean, both of these on the same day is, is is difficult. It's not like they have two more starters just waiting on the bench. Yeah. You look um, like you feel terrible. You pay in Dean terrible, Wade. Man. You probably have to play a lot of Dean Way. I mean, they have it better this year with just one of the bigs on the floor, but, I mean, still, like... It, yeah, I mean, they're only a game tough, over 500. They're the team I know. that they were just my, above the Raptors. They were the my over-under lock, man. Wow. I had to take a mully on that. It's all good, man. I locked the Grizzlies. <laughs> you really did lock the Grizzlies, even though they're trying to lock John Morant. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, man. All right, my topic. Best behavior. My topic, you know, yesterday we briefly referenced the infamous bingo card. Mm. that I created last year towards the end of last season. That's right. For Raptors fans to to play with. Um, so I don't think anyone printed this out and actually played in <laughs> No, way. not even J.R. Manitette. Yeah, no. So I wanted to go through these, um, these bingo uh, things that I created and see if it still applies to this season. Okay? So the free square in the middle was anytime the camera pans to Nick Nurse yelling at a ref. So we're done with that one. Yeah, I guess Darko's not really yelling at refs the same way. I think Darko tried to approach Scott Foster the oh, other day, and yes. Scott Foster was like, yeah. send me an email, brother. I, I was, I, I'm not sure this was picked up on the broadcast, but mm. we could see it from, obviously, in the arena. There was a play <laughs> where Darko was complaining and yelling at Scott Foster, who had his head turned. Scott Foster turned around and looked at him, and Darko just kind of backed <laughs> off. Saw that black eye and was like, oh, I don't know. This guy's tough. <laughs> oh, I have, a, I have a source on that, potentially. Wow. Oh, okay. I hear On air or off air? Cool. <laughs> oh man you gonna share this on air yeah yeah, yeah. i'm gonna oh, share okay. this on air uh, I, I heard scott foster is a big pickleball fan so he could have put conceivably gotten it from pickleball this seems like an excuse you would come up with if you lost a game their names are <laughs> their names are scott foster and it's pickleball bro. look I, I would come up with a better cover than pickleball but yeah <laughs> all right let's see uh next one is random role player on opposing okay. team sets a career high against us i feel like Does that's that not really happening much doesn't either. apply this year yeah well it's because nick Nick's defense was so much about, like, let's shut down the stars, put two, three guys at the stars, leave someone open all the time, and then yeah. Doug McDermott has 30. It wasn't a career high. Max Struess did drop 20 in a quarter. Yeah, but I Julius Randle had a great game the other Clinton night, Grimes, too. Clinton Grimes, like, yeah. went from, oh, like, yeah, role I'm, player. We're getting, talking role player, I'm right getting benched to I'm going to can five threes. I don't know if you remember this, but Max Struess got his contract because he also had a huge game against the Raptors. Yeah. This was preseason 2020. Yeah, I was there in Tampa Bay. Yeah, okay, yeah. It so was you the totally empty arena yeah. preseason game. It was very oh, weird. And Max Cruz had like 30, and we were yeah. like, who is Max Cruz? He hit Shrews? like eight Damn. threes, I think. Yeah. 
Anyway. Um, Raptors get three plus rebounds on a single possession, but still don't score. Oh, that's, that's still, still stay, applicable. Stable yeah. of the offense. Actually. Also, it yeah. happened several times for the Hawks last game with Sadiq Bey. Okay. He just uh-uh. kept missing his own rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> this is By a... the way, Sadiq Bey, the Pistons' leading scorer for the last five years. <laughs> you love saying that, Mr. <laughs> Wingstop. Um, offense goes into a five-minute scoring drought, yeah. no field goals. Yeah, yeah. It, it, to start most games. Okay. Start most games, second unit sometimes does, does yeah. that. Yeah. I just want to see how much has changed. Okay, yeah. Raptors come out of a timeout with an inexplicable offensive play call. Yeah, yeah they, had still, they had yeah. three in a row the other night in the third quarter. I, uh... <laughs> nice. Yo, we got Derek locked in. And then we had the, the two Bowl. game winners, the Gary Trent and Scotty Barnes, both pinned in the corner ATOs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next one, Scotty scores all of his points in the fourth quarter. We've seen less of this this year. We've seen less of this, but it is still now just really fun to see him do that. He is like Scotty Barnes. He is just one of the best fourth quarter scorers, which is fun. Okay. Uh, Raptors win possession battle by 10 plus, but still lose by double digits. Not happening much anymore. Uh, how much did they end up losing the next game by? Uh, Not double digits. Okay, because they won the possession battle by double digits in that one, but they still lost. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Bench gives up a double digit lead in less than four minutes. Still happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they don't have as many leads from the starters anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Raptors go scoreless against a zone for two minutes. Happened the other night. Happened the other night. They're not getting zoned as much though. No, but Atlanta zone. did mess them up a little bit with the zone there. Yeah, it, it took a Raptors a long time. Hopefully they've adjusted uh, today. Yeah, lo- lose on the final possession in the game on something stupid. I think this was because of the, the D'Angelo game. This was because oh, of the D'Angelo yeah, the Russell rip through last year. Yeah, yes, the, the yes, Bulls yes. game with the Caruso Pascal push off. Yeah, or the all the missed free throws. You could pick a bunch from that game. Oh, it so happened at least once. So it happened still. eight times in that one game. Yeah, Raptors start 0 of 10 from the field. Have we seen that this Not season? Not quite that bad, but... Yeah, as much. The Nets game was pretty nasty. Yeah. Jakob Pertl gets dunked on. Uh, Has he gotten dunked on? Hasn't really gotten dunked on, dunked on. The thing with Jakob Pertl is he's on two John Moran posters. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Opposing team shoots 60% in the first half. That still happens. Yeah, first yeah. half, second half, whole that game. Happened, that happened last game, didn't yeah. it? Scotty? They had the game before the that. The Knicks almost shot like 60-60 for the game, remember? <laughs> yeah. They were devilish. Um, Scotty throws his hands up at ref for two straight possessions. That still happens sometimes. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got Joe Wieskamp in here. Joe Wieskamp hits two threes. How desperate <laughs> who's were Joe, we? Who's, who's this year's Joe Wieskamp? We don't know <sighs> yet. It was a midseason. Uh, we need some. I guess it might be Grady Dick. Yeah, it's probably Grady. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, we're going to play you four minutes because we need a three. Was Grady Dick 16 points against the Sixers? Joe Wieskamp's three threes against the Timberwolves. Oh, come on. Gary, Gary Trent. Gary passes on a fast break. <laughs> oh man yeah remember the start of the season he was missing a lot of those opportunities on the fast break which i still never understood yeah it's you, a layup next one is you come out of a raptors win feeling nothing uh <laughs> now i get that, why pr was kind of mad at has, this. <laughs> has that happened to me specifically this year probably not no yeah okay yeah, we need a, we need an update for this one too it's only fred and gary hit more than two threes so who's the Fred and Gary this season. There was a game where probably Sc- Scotty and Gary this year. There yeah. was a game where Scotty or, and Precious were the only ones to hit threes against hit Charlotte, three, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, against Charlotte. Yeah, I get Scotty and OG lead the team in threes. Yeah. so maybe it's those two. Okay, at least three starters play thirty-eight minutes. We haven't seen that much nah, this not, year. Not, not no, much. I mean last game was the fewest minutes the bench played all year, but even then, I think only one guy hit thirty-eight. Yeah, and they won. Raptors trail by nine with two thirty left, and Devlin says they're right there. Oh, he said we that. heard that against the Knicks. Yeah, I, we we talked to him about it because yeah. against the Knicks, I think the Raptors were down five with the Knicks having possession with like 15 seconds left and Devlin's like they're still in this and I was like Matt did you believe that (laughs) did you really believe that and he's like well 
And uh, you see the Giannis Glizzy Gone commercial. Man, I missed that one. I do miss that one. They should, the Pacers should get James Johnson to be in the commercial and erase the game ball. It's the last time I've seen Simu as well. <laughs> oh, word? Sorry, that was rude. <laughs> my bad, Simu. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's wrong with you, Taylor? What's your mood like? <laughs> my mood's fine. Um, what's my Simu mood you, like? You're, uh, you like the other two, right? The show? Yes, which his, was uh, his short arc on that show. Yes, when really he good. when he pops up, when they refer yeah. to him exclusively as Marvel's Simu yeah, Liu. Yeah. I kind of lost it when he did show up because they were referencing him so they kept much. And oh, they I saw own, Barbie. And they what am I saying? They only say Which Marvel's Simu Liu. They yeah, say yeah, Marvel's yeah, yeah. every time. No, it's yeah. great. All right, uh, break and then uh, let's talk more Raptors. Let's talk more Raptors because we still have yet to talk about the potential of Pascal's having an extension. Which will be pretty big news if it happens. So we are going to take this break. I've been your host, Willow. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Fresh views on everything in the National Football League. It's the Fan Checkdown with Matt Marchese and Donovan Bennett. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Lou. Continue to be joined by co-hosts Blake Murphy, Alex Wong. Alex, you got something? Yeah, you just ordered from some bubble tea for us? Or I did, on? yeah. Because what we I remember yesterday's conversation that we had where Blake mentioned he never had a bubble tea before. So our job is to just put people on, you know? You've never had a you've never had a bubble tea? Uh no. I'm uh, I'm not much for sugary drinks. I'm a pretty much like mm. like I only drink coffee and water. And I guess beer. This guy's a mere uh, water, man. But yeah, a mere, a mere water. A mere H two O. No, yeah, I'm not about the sugary Damn. drinks, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it out though. Yeah, well, you should come, Blake, on Sunday to uh, the Cha Time Downtown Markham location at 169 Enterprise Boulevard in Markham. What's happening there, Alex? Uh, I'm gonna be there two to four p.m. to sign copies of Prehistoric. There will also be hardcover copies there available. Come through, hang out, want to see everybody from Markham. From, yeah, it's Sto- a great book. from Stouffville, from Richmond Hill, from uh, Thornhill, from Scarborough, from Oshawa, Whitby, wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, come through Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m., Cha Time, downtown Markham, 169, Enterprise Boulevard. Back to regular scheduled programming. Uh, Will. You, you yeah. plugging events in the book is regular scheduled programming. <laughs> I read the rundown. It's in here every day in some form or another. Also, for people that want the uh, Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah. Raptors, CCYA, Mitchell and S collab. We had Dennis and Clement talk about this on our program a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. They sold out right away, but now it's restocked at ccya.org slash shop. So have seen a lot of Raptors fans just in the city at the arena wearing it. Super cool. So go. Yeah, one of the interns here had, had hey, one of the shirts on. Shouts to Kyle. I know my coworkers. Who's Kyle? The intern, isn't it? Is that his name? <laughs> no, man. Oh, my God. Um, Did sure. I pronounce his name right? Pretty sure it's it, Michael, it, but I'm not sure if it's Collins or... Okay. Anyway, Some if, an, ideas if an intern really wanted the <laughs> chain tried, or tried. JR wanted the chain, you know, the Bruce Lee CCYA... <laughs> Collab is great, but I still need a pair of those like old Asics uh, Onitsuka Tiger oh, yeah, Bruce Lee yeah, yeah, shoes. Yeah. We need that too. Find that on eBay in a thirteen, and uh, <laughs> oh, I'll, make yeah, sure you, I'll, I'll make sure you get the chain. I that keep week. forgetting you're a size thirteen. Yeah, sometimes yeah, like fourteen. Same, same yeah. shoe size as Lou Williams, man. Um, yeah. Alfonso McKinney is the tallest person I I've talked to around basketball that has the same shoe size as me. He's like six eight. That's crazy. All right, Will Lou, pick your topic. 
Uh, my topic is uh, can we can we talk about the fact that Pascal may be potentially getting? An yeah, extension? so set this up for me. What's going on here? So uh, Michael Grange of our teammate here at Sportsnet put out in a recent column the idea that you know the Raptors and Pascal Siakam there might be some actual movement or interest. It makes a lot of sense for them to get an extension done. Now, of course, we've been on this subject for pretty much better half of a year and a half now. Um, <laughs> Every subject. You know, I, I can relay that the Raptors did have some contact with Pascal Siakam on an extension uh, at the beginning of last season. I think coming out of training camp in that kind of range, I don't think it was what both sides were. I, I, I don't know. I don't think it was what Pascal's side was looking for. It, it, essentially, this has sort of been hanging over them for the last, like, year and a half now. And in Gridge's piece, he kind of explains the reasoning for the timing working out right now is because of the fact that once you sign him to an extension, he will not be trade eligible for six months. If you sign him now, six months from now would be around the time of the draft, around the time of free agency to start of next year. You will have flexibility at that point to move Pascal with some money on his deal if you were to choose to do that. It is kind of funny to put a wedding ring on a situation like this, but then also just look ahead to when you could take it off. Ultimately, it is... chill. It, well, I wasn't looking at you specifically oh, okay. when I said that, sorry, but sorry. you know, you made it about yourself once Sen- again. Sensitive, yeah. Blake, what do you think of this idea? And yeah. is does it make sense for them to reach an extension here? I mean, look, the the cap mechanics that Grange lays out make some sense, right? If you if you were going to do an extension, it's still to me if you were going to do an extension, whether you wanted to keep Pascal long term or whether you wanted him to be a trade asset, it still made the most sense to me to do it July first at the start of the off season because he would be trade eligible now mm-hmm. or or like at the trade deadline as well as next summer. Yep. He would have had the financial security. You wouldn't have had this hanging over the team in the way it has. So, I still think that was if you had any intention of signing him uh, of extending him. It should have happened then, and this is why there are still trade rumors. And hey, India's called, Atlanta's called, Sacramento's going to call, um, and those things are like players learn to deal with it. I'm sure Pascal can deal with it, but you know you don't love having that stuff, like that being the talking point about yeah, your team all the time. Yeah. Um, and then I also wonder, you know, the way Grange lays this out again makes sense cap mechanics wise, but one of the reasons that you can't trade someone for six months after one of the reasons that teams are maybe hesitant to pay a lot for Pascal as a rental is because the CBA doesn't let you, I mean, it lets you extend and trade, but the the window that you can do it in is really awkward. Like, I don't think Pascal CBA-wise would want to do an extend and trade. I think he would rather go to free agency than sign an extension with bird rights. But the other part is, is like, you don't want teams signing guys to extensions just so they can turn around and trade them and make them a better trade asset. That's not really, even though it's allowed in CBA, it's not really in the spirit of how transactions are supposed to work. And yes, everything's a loophole, but I I would like to ask you, Will, you know, let's play out a scenario where, and let's put a four or five year max aside, because I think if that was on the table, Pascal's camp would have signed it by now. Like if if there was a four or five year on. So I'm thinking, you know, reading between the lines and Granger's piece, maybe they've discussed something like a two plus one, two year max with a player option. Raptors don't get the fourth, fifth year, but Pascal gets that third-year player option for a bit of control, re-hits the market at late 31, early 32. So let's say that's out there. The Raptors sign him to it. They turn around and trade him in the offseason. From a player management and optics around the league perspective, unless we hear firmly that Pascal was open to that trade, you think that's too risky on the, like, that's not a great way to to treat someone who's been here a long time side? I think... What's going to be funny, and I know a lot of people are going to be groaning as soon as they hear this, but, like, 
I think it gives the Raptors more time to evaluate because right now you're on the clock. I know, I know. <laughs> Man. Right, right now you're on the clock because his contract's expiring. This yeah. is creating this uh, like uncertainty, this kind of anxiety. Uh, a two per one kind of two plus one kind of deal that you mentioned attacked on to the end of this year um, would be kind of interesting because it would take Pascal, I believe, to ten years of service time as well. Yeah, um, which really only matters if you're getting the full max next time, and I, I don't imagine that's maybe. there at 32. But who knows? He makes another All NBA. Yeah, the three point shooting comes around. Who knows? Again, maybe right. We, we, you never know. Um, it could make some sense on the player side. I think from the Raptors side. Regardless of whether or not you do choose to move on or not, again, you can at least make this decision kind of in tandem. And I think the biggest thing, you know, in their way right now is just, okay, so if opposing teams want to trade for Pascal, they would need to, I mean, this is technically tampering, but we also know how the league works, have some sort of indirect conversation about whether or not there's interest in re-signing. Like, for example, when the Raptors acquired Yaka Pertle last year at the trade deadline, you know, they probably had some sort of idea or confirmation that he would want to sign and for roughly what amount, you know? This is just, again, what would you would do acquiring a player um, in the last year of their deal? And so in that kind of instance, it's really difficult to be like, you know what, uh, Indiana calls. It's hard to just say on, on, the, on the face of things, yeah, I really want to commit to four or five years in Indiana. Regardless of how good Indiana is right now, regardless of how good Tyrese Halliburton is right now, Hard to say that. Even Sacramento, even Atlanta, these places, it's all its all difficult to say, especially when you're foregoing the chance to go into free agency. So when you actually have more term on the contract for these smaller market teams where they know that they can have the player for at least two years, it just changes the value significantly. Um, so if they do reach this extension, I think it'll at least help to sort of get some clarity on the season. But it takes this February off the table. It does take this February off the table. But if the offers are not full offers, if you're getting rental prices – when you're really trying to look for, I don't know, a down payment. Sorry, I'm not Mark Savelle. I don't understand any of this. Uh, and it's Toronto. I'm not going to ever own a home here. but You will, brother, but that's a separate conversation. <laughs> In any case, you know, you're not getting the full, if you're not getting the full price already and you're already getting that sense after, let's say, talking to the, you know, the winter meetings or whatever. The, G League Showcase. The G League Showcase. In Orlando, yeah. Yeah. If, if that's the sense that you're getting, then you might as well just roll the clock back. Well, that's, I just, that's what they're doing wh- right Why now. do we keep looking at this from, like, just the Raptors front office perspective? Like, I know Pascal, all reports has been, like, he wants to stay. And that was consistent, like, over the summer, too, when, you know, there was talks about potential extension. If I'm Pascal, I'm, like, what, turning 30 in April? Yep. This team has gone nowhere in the last two and a half years. Like, go ahead. If you want to make a trade in, you know, in February, go ahead. Trade me to Sacramento, get your assets, and then I'll go to free agency, and I'll just decide my future. I'll go to Philly. I'll go to any other. Like, I could name probably 10 other situations that are better for Pascal to be on a winning team during his, like, age 30 to, like, 34 years. Why would I even stay? And they've been so disrespectful to him during this whole process. And, and that's where it gets complicated to offer the shorter deal because, like, look, one of the reasons that I have thought, or at least thought this summer – the stuff about what Pascal wouldn't commit to an extension was a little bit of bluffing to make sure he got the max. Because in most cases, if you are close to a max level player or a max level player, and if you're on a competitive team, the team holding your bird rights makes it a lot easier to max you out, right? Mm, yeah, like if sure. you're like, I don't think Pascal would get the like full, like the full max on a five-year deal necessarily but if that was on the table only the team that has your bird rights can offer you that Mm -hmm. so like if you really want to keep him he's not going to turn down a fifth year and the higher raises you could get with the bird rights and stuff like that but if what's all that's on the table is a two plus one or even a three-year max or something like that 
then he can start looking at, well, there are seven or eight competitive teams that might have cap space or could find their way to cap space. If I'm only getting a three-year max, maybe I'm willing to take a four-year that is below the max. Give that team a little flexibility, opens up my market because you don't need a max slot for me. Now, the Raptors still in that case, you know, you can help play ball with a sign-in trade or whatever, but we saw with Fred how that went down. So the Raptors from a, like, how you handle the Pascal side, like, I, I think the the idea on paper of sign him to extension now and trade him in the offseason is risky from a player management and just, like, you know, mm-hmm. they haven't treated people that way historically. Like, they have told us with Kyle and with Fred and things like that, like DeMar being the one exception, but they've told us, like, hey, we didn't deal Kyle to a situation he didn't want to go to. We wanted to respect Fred and let him try free agency. Whether you agree with that or not, doing that to Pascal would go counter to how they've treated people in the past. But then I also do think it introduces this interesting risk where if a four- or five-year max or four-year max or five-year just below the max is on the table, you know, Pascal has a lot of incentive to stay. If it's a shorter max and they think that that might be just a turnaround and trade him in the offseason, I do think Alex, his camp then has to think about like, well, what are the chances there's not a three-year max out there for us in the offseason? Oh, there will be. There's some injury risk there, but like Pascal, like on a per-minute basis, you know, the three-point shooting is down, but the two-point shooting is way up. The finishing's mm-hmm. up. The mid-range is up. He is having, like, on a per-minute basis, as good a season as he had on the All-NBA year. He's just playing fewer minutes. So, like, yeah, I think there will be those offers out there. So, you have to, this is a, a tough needle to thread for the Raptors negotiation-wise. I just hope there's ongoing conversations. That's all. I think there are, based on Grange's is reporting. And I, I know you're, you know, pretty tapped in around there as well. And, like, yeah, it's... It, That's why I said hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Paid for. No, uh, no, no. I mean, like, I mean, hope. So, okay. So let, let me ask you this then, Will, because we got five minutes left in the yeah. segment. So well, let's play out the scenario where, you know, what Grange is reporting and what you're hearing, that that is in the air. And there's a potential. We'll, we'll rule out that it's the long-term max because, again, I think if it was on the table, it would have been signed by now. So let's say it's a three-year max, two plus one, whatever. They sign that. Are you then rolling through the trade deadline and into the summer with this group? Or are you looking to be a seller with other pieces? It's just the Pascal asset that you've rolled over to the summer. Like, what is what is the rest of roster scenario if Siakam were to sign an extension in the next little bit? I think we've talked about this a few times, but where the Raptors have really turned themselves into this corner is, like, they don't have the supporting pieces around their three wings that they really do believe in, in Scotty, OG, and Pascal. And now when you're looking to make adjustments to that, uh, surrounding cast, you have a difficult time moving other pieces currently on your um, team for value because A, they're not really fitting well, or B, they're not really performing well, right? Like ideally, for example, you could turn Gary into somebody who maybe maybe has a better off-the-dribble kind of package, maybe has somebody who... You trying to do the Norm trade again? Trade Gary <laughs> for someone with a, who's a little younger, a little I more I have proposed Gary for Norm, but the Clippers are too I, good. I think now. the Clippers are good on that one, Damn but it. like... Um, you know, that kind of idea, but it's tough to do that when Gary... Oh, Kirby. Uh, oh, yeah, that's the Norman <laughs> Powell. I forgot he was also another uh, Mamba. Um, but, like, you know, it, it's it's difficult to do that right now when he's underperforming. It's difficult to move Jakob for too much value right now, especially considering the fact that he hasn't been the greatest fit. Now, I would argue that one probably is okay, just because, like, what more did you want Jakob to do than I what also, he's doing? I also think but, that, like, when you looked at the fit of that, you didn't think they would get, like, a non-shooting point guard. Like, Dennis and Jakob sure, yeah. can both make sense, but them together mm. playing all of the minutes with that trio is what doesn't really make sense. You probably get away with one, not both. Yeah, exactly. So, um, 
that's why there is so much push. That on top of the fact that uh, I think a lot of people just genuinely don't believe that this core is is, is that much better than a 500 team, which honestly, it, I, I'm kind of in that camp too. Yeah, but putting aside my own opinion on this, for for you to actually get value, for you to get two, three pieces, which is probably what you would need to do to restock your depth. We talked so much about the Rudy Gay trade, for example. Like, you would need to move one of your valuable wings to do that. And so, yeah, if you retain Pascal, uh, I think it's just good asset management, quite frankly, if you can get him to a two-plus-one kind of scenario. Again, I don't know if those are the specifics being discussed. I don't think that uh, no, that, that's it's gotten me, even that far. That's me reading yeah. between the lines and figuring out what would make sense sure. cap-wise. Uh, but... Even something like that would really help you get more value in a trade when you choose to trade. Because right now, I think it would be a difficult time to get full value unless Pascal agrees to essentially re-sign whichever team tried trades for him. And the tough part about this timing-wise is if you want him to be trade eligible, say, on draft night, when a lot of moves start making up, you can do the kind of fake, like, this trade has happened, but it officially won't happen until July 6th when yeah. this team has more cap space. You guys sign on that extension by the end of December. Otherwise, you're looking at, you know, the restrictions. You know, it's still easier in the offseason, and the offseason is long, so you can work that mm -hmm. stuff out. But it's uh, it's at least a little easier if you get that done in the next couple of weeks. But the trade deadline isn't for yeah. almost two months. Also, by the way, uh, shouts to Jake Fisher. He, he, he put out a trade column kind of detail, and he put in there, for Sacramento to do business with Toronto, the Raptors are expected to seek sweet shooting Keegan Murray. Oh, he's sweet. Oh, he's sweet. <laughs> I will say he he's has sweet. gotten so much better he's defensively. Sweet. Watching a chunk of that game last night, he's yeah. uh you're I meant that this was one of the topics I wanted to do off the top and I forgot. It's like your who is our version of your Malik Monk, where every every mm. time you watch a Kings game, Malik Monk's getting like a thirty oh, piece. We gotta talk about Malik in the second hour, yeah. but real quick. Keegan Murray's got real better defensively. Would we yeah, literally yes or no, would you do a Pascal center trade for Keegan Murray? Yeah, I mean, it depends what else is in there, but like he's a pretty nice like first chip. Is that yes or no in man? a trade? Yeah. All I right. mean, so, throwing Vazenkov. <laughs> I think you get Sasha Vazenkov too, <laughs> yeah. but we're gonna I need take a picks quick break in there too. Yeah. Okay, we'll get picks too. All right, all right, all right. Relax. I'm not doing this. All right. I'm your host, <laughs> Wolu, and you've been listening to the Raptors Show on the Sports Center Radio Network. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptors Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. Continue to be joined by... Alex and uh, Blake, big shouts to producer JR, aka intern JR, helping us get the re up on the cha time. I think we just kind of needed a little pick me up. So I, yeah. I, I, I just got us some cha time, you know? Non sponsored. This is personal. No, no, no. Well, it's, it, the that. conversation happened because Blake yesterday mentioned that he never had a bubble tea before. Mm -hmm. So I sent myself a little reminder for two o'clock today yeah. to order some bubble tea. What is, yeah. what is some meal? Shout out to cha time. No, yeah, it's, I like it's, it. it's good. It's wonderful. What's something you've never had, Will? What's your Malik Monk? What's your bubble tea? Does it have to be something white? Like, um, no, it could be whatever. Yeah. Oh, it just so happens can that mine any, was yeah. bubble tea. That can I mean, be lots any. of things, really. What's I, I thought? It? I thought bubble tea before is just like the tea Matt Thomas drank in Vegas when the NBA season relaunched or <laughs> Orlando. You know? No, oh, now that I'm thinking about it, oh, I don't think I've ever had a latte like ever. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
It's just two. like a different style. Do you put milk in your coffee? You don't, no. right? Okay, so it's just mine, intolerant. Mine is I've never. I guess this is. So you would have to go with like an oat milk. Latte. But that's easy yeah. though. I, I could always order one, but I just yeah. I just prefer to drink the venom that is in a black coffee. Yeah, yeah. this isn't a item, but it's a place I've never been to. Sneaky D's. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, we should, like we should correct that because like I mean, the first nachos? of all the nachos na- are fire. Is yeah, that, the, is King, that? the King's Crown nacho plate is like probably yeah. you know if if two of us went we could get there, but it's a perfect portion for like three people hanging yeah. out having nachos. And then uh, it's, do like, they have TVs there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, they won't have the sound on. They're usually playing like some sort of punk music or, or punk yeah. adjacent music. But like yeah, I've gone there to watch a Leaf game before where I'm only half paying attention. If the Raptors win three in a row, yeah, pizza party or a nacho party. Yeah. No? Can you explain the cultural significance of uh, Sneaky D's? So it's been here forever, mm-hmm. and it has a very small music venue upstairs that, like, a lot of bands on their way up have played at. Okay. So not only like is who? it, like, a, you know, not quite Honest Ed's level of, like, that area of town landmark. Yeah, yeah. And it's been there forever and changed ownerships a bunch of times. But it's, like, been a staple of, like, the punk scene or the grungier scene and then like some you know just rock bands have come through there so um it's pretty cool and like even now they still get like punk or emo or rock bands like kind of on the way up yeah um because there are so few like smaller to mid-sized venues in the city um that like you can i think it holds like 200 people upstairs or something like that i've seen um, um i've seen you drop a spreadsheet of your top albums of the oh, year. Actually, i actually yeah. have it pulled up right now have any of those artists performed can I name some knowledge. of these artists right now for yeah, you? Yeah, give us a so set this up. What what is this list actually? So, oh, so I yeah. I put this out every year. Yes, I just like okay. I I put out my favorite albums of the year, pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. I just happen to organize them in a spreadsheet where like as the year's going, if I listen to a new album, I throw it in there so I don't forget about it later, add it to a Spotify playlist so that I have it and then like if I don't like something after I listen to it, I kick it out and then at the end of the year I've got all these albums that I Listen to and like, and like I listen to a ton of music because yeah. I walk everywhere in the city. And if you go to the gym mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, so yeah. Then at the end of the year, I put a list out. But the part that people think is over the top of me is like, there's like a hundred albums on there because oh, this is you're manually making Spotify rap. Like you're making Spotify rap from yeah. From the scratch. issue is, is because I don't listen to everything exclusively. I use Spotify for like playlists and stuff. But like yeah. I have a record player. I keep songs on my phone for like if I'm out for a run or going to the gym or something like yeah. that. Um, I don't want to be on data the whole time, so I just save right. songs on my phone. So Spotify rap is not accurate accurate snapshot all right yeah. one more interruption do, do y'all work out to music or podcast yeah. <laughs> holy crap man i don't listen to please stick to the rundown from yeah, now on. i'm enjoying all the banter <laughs> i i do like to get a lift in while i'm hearing brian windhorse argue with uh, tim montems when i'm when i'm at the gym it's music when i'm just walking biking it's pod yeah. It's pods for me all the time. <laughs> See, I'm, the, I'm the opposite. It's music for me. When all do the you time. listen like, to music? I, I don't then? listen to any podcast. I listen to music when I'm just chilling at home, when okay. I'm in company of other people. If okay. I'm, I don't know. I mean, if I'm writing, I, I like to put on music. <laughs> this guy throws on Howdy Partners and then starts working out. <laughs> yeah, man. That's so weird. You never did a bicep curl to. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name to, uh, these fi- to these the top <laughs> top fifty albums. The first fifty on Blake's list. All right. Let's see how many we know. Okay. You're not gonna go through all fifty, right? You're not actually. I'm just running. gonna name them. Okay. Dizzy. <laughs> is that Drizzy? <laughs> I'm only naming you, the band or the Drizzy? artist. Okay, Sydney Sprague. Is that the actress on Euphoria? <laughs> no, Ed Sprague's daughter. That's <laughs> something different. Yeah. Uh, Boy Genius. I do know. That's Boy one. Genius. Okay, yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's Boy Jeff Genius. Rosenstock. Does he work at CAA? <laughs> I don't. Nah, that's not. That's a pretty I'm big not. one. He's like really? one of the like foremost punk artists. Right oh wow. Now. Okay. Yeah. Bully. Uh, yeah. Okay. Album is lucky for you. Uh, hot Mulligan. That's what you needed on the Grizzlies. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely need a Hot Mulligan. Rat Boys. 
people have yeah, called us that. So do you remember in the lead up to the last election uh, before the Democratic primary, Bernie Sanders would have bands at all of his rallies mm-hmm. to play? And there's like a funny clip that mm-hmm. went around of I would like to thank the Rat Boys for their music. <laughs> no of Bernie way. Sanders saying that. Yeah. Okay. I'm enjoying all the <laughs> Rat Boys. <laughs> I'm going to s- select some of these. Warm okay. human. That's how I feel when I'm here. Um, oh, it, yeah. Again, uh, Jason Isbell and the 400 unit. Is this like the white G unit? Um, <laughs> 400 what? unit? Yeah. Jason Isbell is like the only like country-ish on my entire list. Like I don't I don't really go that yeah. way, but right. but he's solid. The, Come on, man. There's got to be something else. The Dirty Nil? Local, <laughs> local band? That's when you watch a Sean Dyche game. Oh, awake but still in bed? Yeah, that's me this morning. Paramore, um, you would know. Paramore, of course. Paramore. Yeah, yeah come on. Give me some names. Carly Ray Jepsen. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Shouts to Carly Ray Jepsen. Speedy Ortiz. What? Oh. Um, <laughs> you probably know Kate Amine, which is yeah, Kate Renata. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course, of course. The, the oh, well, album it. with yeah. Amine, yeah. 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 Um, slow tie. Is that what we eat at Pi? <laughs> when the service is slow at Pi? <laughs> which it never is. That's, that's, a, that's a UK rapper. Yeah. Magazine Beach. You know Bad Bunny. two nouns, man. You know Bad Bunny. I know Bad Bunny, yeah. All right. Damn, man. Blake's Blake's music taste is... Uh, I need to see your Spotify wrapped after this. Different. Yeah. It's all different. over the place. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, speaking of things we don't know, um, wanted to do a quick uh, who we play for, because, Will, you mentioned yes. this to me. So Stephen A. Smith, so they had an ESPN first take uh, inside the NBA TNT crossover during the in-season tournament, mm-hmm. and you had let me know that they had Stephen A. Smith play who we play for. That's right. So, you know, I love playing who we play for. Yep. So, uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's see if you could beat Stephen A. Smith, because I'll tell you right off the top that he only got one out of five. Okay. <laughs> so Stephen A. really only talks about six NBA players. Uh, and, you know, none of the five that are discussed here will get it. I'm pretty sure you'll do better than Stephen A. In fact, I'll guarantee. Set the line for me. What do you think I'm going to hit? Two and a half. Okay, let's go. Two and a half. Um, and I'm going to pick over, actually. First okay. one, Ish Smith. <laughs> Ish Smith. This Ish guy's Smith. been on like 15 teams. That's right. It's either Pistons or Wizards, man. I know it. Nope. So here's the no? thing. I will give you the the lifeline here is what Stephen A. Smith guessed, and he was wrong about this. He guessed Detroit. Okay, because that's, what, that's what I would have guessed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Blake told me it's not w- Wizards either. Okay, as you mentioned, Ish Smith has been on many teams. Yeah, all-time record. Yeah. He's, I believe, back on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, east or West? East. This is the last hint. <laughs> He's good in the East? He's back in I the East. I got one more hint for him. If one, he more hint, one more hint, one more hint, one more hint. But it's going to be funny if he doesn't get it. Now. One more hint, one more hint. Is, uh, uh, the Raptors play them next week. The Raptors play them. <laughs> this is not a helpful hint. <laughs> There's no way he knows <laughs> that the Raptors play next week. Charlotte. Oh! Unbelievable. Bing bong! Uh, only took 18 <laughs> get, uh, hints to get there. All right, next Thank one. Thank you, Blake. Damian Jones. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Damian Jones. Mm-hmm. Describe describe him to me. You remember Damian Jones? He it's, came up with the Warriors. It's oh, not who he played for. It's Jenny Centers they had. Never heard of him. Will who? Damian Jones. Who? Who did Stephen A. Smith pick? Stephen A. Smith guessed nothing because he was so <laughs> shook. At okay, Damian I'm pretty Jones. shook too. Yeah. Never heard of him. Um, I'm going to go with the Memphis Grizzlies. That's, that's a good guess because they've had a lot of injuries, but it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay, there's no way, man. Oh, I had a hint for him, which right. was just and like... You, and you know this? You know you know that yeah, yeah. he was in Cleveland? Yeah, he's okay. going to play a little bit now that, uh, no, now that Evan Mobley's out. That was the one that I didn't know. He's okay. like, we, he's sneaky, though, been on seven teams already. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. 
That's uh, very sneaky. Oh, the next one's good. Next one, this one, I'll be honestly disappointed if you didn't get because you already know Dante Exum. Oh, yeah, man. That's um, that's Dallas Green, yeah. a.k.a. Dante Exum, Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith guessed why Houston. Did, after, why, after getting the hint that it's in Texas. Why didn't we? <laughs> he guessed Houston. Why didn't we sign Exum? Um, I, he's honestly. very uh, super long defense first point guard. Isn't he such a Raptors no, I know, guy? I know Bobby's little screen when he's ready. He's like, oh, now you guys want non-shooting <laughs> point guards? Look, oh, now I, you guys want that? If Bobby's listening, I still want Chris Dunn. And even with Keontae George hurt, he's not playing a ton for well, Utah. Don't Bobby, worry, I know where you sit during, during games. No more mentions of players because they may come up later. So the other two that he listed <laughs> were Otto Porter. Obviously, you know Otto uh, with oh, the Raptors. Otto made who he played for? Otto made who he played for. Stephen A. Smith got that one correctly. He's at Toronto. Nice. And then Garrett Temple is like the running joke on Right, right, because he do. Okay. Not that he's a joke. Just like it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. Because he's on he's so many be. other teams. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so did you switch it up? So I gave you some bonus ones. Okay, let's go. To see if you can get two more because you would have obviously gotten Garrett Temple and Otto Porter. Yeah, let's right? go. Next one. This one, I'd be, I'm almost insulting you by asking you this, but I just want to know. Yeah. Tory Craig. You know where Tory Craig's playing? Tory Craig been bouncing between Phoenix and Milwaukee the last six years, I swear to God. That's true. Um, oh, my God. We've seen Tory Craig play against the Raptors. Is he on one of those two? Twice. Right now. Is he yeah. on Phoenix or Milwaukee? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> how do you not know this, man? Tory Craig. Um, how do I, uh, how do I hint with Yeah, can I get a hint? It? I'm trying what? to think of how to do can it without I, giving can I get it away. Um, I'll give you a hint. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'll give you a hint. They're below the Raptors in the standings. They're below the Raptors in the standings. Chicago Bulls. Very go. good. Very Ooh. good. 18 hints for you to get I was going to be like, he he briefly started over Patrick Williams to punish Patrick Williams. I was like, <laughs> will he get Patrick Williams and then we play for? All right. Uh, next one. Keon Ellis. I saw a lot of Keon Ellis oh, on my yeah. TV yesterday. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Describe him. <laughs> uh, he has uh, half blonde, half black. Uh, combination. I, I guess combination. combination. Yeah. He has half, half Turkish Roman. Uh, just give me East or West and I'll throw a uh, throw West. Again. He in the West. The hint is I watched them yesterday. You watched them yesterday. He is on the Clippers. It's your favorite team, man. Who? No, I mean, the Clippers are your favorite team, so I'm surprised you guessed it. It's Sacramento. Oh. You know who's in Keon? You would no, recognize man. him. You would be like, oh, that guy. Wait, because, does he play? Yeah. Yeah, he's fully yeah. in the rotation. He's like your he backup point guard. He plays? Yeah. He's ahead of Davion Mitchell, which and is why he's he, got Davion like, Mitchell's like, in like, like flowing braids with that yeah. are like half blonde and half black. You, like, you, would, yeah. you would be like, oh, that guy if you saw him. Yeah, he's decent. Like, oh, you've yeah. definitely seen him. He, guard, he, he was like one of the primary defenders on Shea yesterday. All right. Uh, Chris Dunn. Chris. I literally just said it. That's why I stopped you. That's <laughs> why I was actually worried. I think he was on Atlanta, right? But that's his last team. Um, I need a hint. You need a hint. Um, yeah. So uh, I believe he went overseas and he came back. Uh, he, like, not to for the a whole season. He was definitely in the G League grind yeah, yeah. for a little while. He played yeah. for Atlanta a <laughs> couple years ago. He played for Portland. It, is a he on? Years is ago. he on a good team or a bad team? Bad. Team. They're a bad team. He's on a bad team. Yeah, most he, of these he, are a bad team. So I'm not gonna lie. His role is to just set up big shotgun. If you remember that reference from earlier in the season. What? Um, Utah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. That's there pretty we good. Go. Larry Markinen. Yes. All right. Two yes. more just for fun. Um, Omer Yurtseven. Remember Yo, him? he not on Miami anymore? Mm -mm. They got Orlando Robinson. 007's gone? He's gone. Oh, Yurtseven. Mm -hmm. Yurtseven sounds like he's on the New Orleans Pelicans. It does kind of sound like it, but yeah. I think uh, Cody Zeller has a spot there. <laughs> Who is it? Where is he? Utah as well. He's in Utah. 
Yeah. And then last one, Ty Jerome. You remember Ty Jerome? Yo, I, I don't know why I know Ty Jerome. He was in the Warriors system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was and, with the Thunder at one point. And now he's yeah. out. I might not even know. He's out. Ty Jerome, I'm going to take a wild guess and say the Houston Rockets. No. You want to guess? So, Thunder, Warriors. He started with Phoenix. Mm -hmm. I thought, he was, I thought he was in the G League, honestly. He uh, might be on two. I don't know. Cavs? That's wow. He got it? Yes. Wow. Ball knower. Confirmed ball knower. By the way, apologies to James Herbert for not inviting you to play this with us. Oh, it's, it's all good. He's man. never available when we ask him anymore. Okay. He's big time. Wow, is he? That's his thing. All right. Uh, we either he, he is not on a two-way. He's just only played twice this year. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay, we're either doing quarterly awards or getting to this one listener email you guys pick. Let's, let's do quarterly awards. We'll get to the email. Quarterly. Yeah, I think we're probably planning like a full mailbag show next week heading, oh, yeah, yeah. heading into the it. holiday break, right? We're on so, it. so to those people who sent in, thank you, and yeah. uh, we will get to them. Set this uh, up, Alex, considering you have no picks at all. So. To the um, yeah, to the to our biggest fan in Australia, actually, James O'Doyer. We'll get to you next week. O'Doyer rules. We'll get there next week. So the ringer. Um, you know, who every writer there is friends, uh, friend of the program, um, you know, put out their quarterly yeah. awards. And they were all Celtics this week. And uh, yeah, did Tim Bonham say he heard from executives that the Celtics are favorites to MVP, win it all? Tatum. Defensive player of the year, Chris Tass. Most improved player, Derek White. Most rookie improved, of the year, Pritchard. <laughs> rookie of the year, I don't know. Who are the rookies on that team? Six man Horford. Hauser. Uh, six man Horford is actually pretty good. Anyway, so these are real awards. You know, the staff made their picks, and I wanted to hear your picks. So let's go through these. I want to hear from you guys. These are the main. We're not going to do the Twyman Stokes Award unless you guys want to. Uh, it's Gary Temple. Yeah, okay. obviously. Um, actually, it's Russell Westbrook. Um, we're coming off the bench. Yeah, um, bad. Bad. MVP, Blake Murphy. Who is your first quarter MVP pick and, uh, and a runner-up as well? Right? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, this conversation is, as usual, a Jokic Embiid conversation. Yeah. I think at this point in the season, though, I go with Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mm. Um, okay. You know, obviously, that is a team that is once again beating expectations. He has improved in kind of every area offensively, shooting 55% from the mid range now. The defense has taken a step forward. Um, I realize that they're a little behind the Nuggets in the standings, and Joel Embiid has these crazy scoring numbers that, like, literally no one's ever done this efficiently. Mm -hmm. um, but the team context, the growth Shea's shown. And honestly, if you look at, and again, I don't think this should ever be like the argument in these debates, but if you look at some of the advanced impact metrics like estimated plus minus that we've cited on the show before, Shea's number one. Yeah. That's a good pick, honestly. I like it. Uh, I, I, I would have Jokic as the backup and probably Embiid to round out the, the like top it. three. But. I think top three, I pretty much had the same top three. I, I still got Jokic. I mean, I just don't see anybody coming for, you know, his title right now is like the best player in the game. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets have dealt with a couple of injuries here or there. Jamal, once again, has only played half of the games this season. Mm. You know, they've shuffled out, obviously, a couple more pieces. And even though they, for some reason, can't seem to solve the Houston Rockets, it feels like Alper and Shangoon and Fred Van Bleed are their kryptonite. Oh, yeah, that, that is their kryptonite. They yeah. lose to them every time. <laughs> it's uh, it's difficult. That uh, might be a first-round series, too. And even though Jokic has got himself, like, ejected from a game recently and then kind of threatened the referee afterwards. He did. He's he like, was like, it would be different if this was in Serbia. Yeah, it would be. I'm sure it would be pretty different. But, um, yeah, it's still Jokic for me. I, Embiid is still a close second. Embiid is, I mean, he's having, like, Essentially the same, if not a slightly better season than last year. Um, mm -hmm. I think that, you know, under Nick Nurse, I never really thought that Joel would drop off at all. If anything, he would play even more minutes and even be more 
um, used in the offense. But I appreciate the fact that even without James Harden there to set him up all the time, he's been able to find that chemistry once again with another player in Tyrese Maxey, who I'll have later on this list. But um, MB, yeah. by the way, 33.8 points per game right now. It's the 19th highest ever. Mm. The only guys in the 2000s to average that many were Harden twice and mm. Kobe once. Damn. But of all the 18 names above him in points per game in league history, Embiid is play, doing it in the fewest minutes mm. and on the highest true shooting percentage. He's been excellent. So like he's every having single arguably game, the has most like, efficient yeah. high-volume scoring season we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I think if it's if it's down to Embiid and Jokic again, they might just be looking at the team record. I, I think between the two teams, what's hurting against Embiid is he's reached that zone where it's like, okay, we've given you that award, but then we need to see you actually do something in the playoffs now. Yeah, before yeah. we're comfortable circling back. It, to it's like Austin award. Matthews is on a seventy goal pace again, but you're <laughs> not going to give him the heart until at least get yeah. out of the second yeah. round. It's like what what happened to LeBron? Remember LeBron got those two MVPs, but yeah. they lost a couple of times, and then was like, all right, well, you go to Miami, we're definitely not giving the MVP, even though he was yeah. definitely a better player than Derrick Rose that year. Yeah, no, that's and Dwight Howard, who I think wanted to. Um, question for you guys: If Shea does win, mm-hmm. um, which jersey you think he's pulling up in to accept the MVP? Steve Nash. For sure. You think he's doing the Nash? The only Canadian the team to Canada ever win Nash. the MVP. Not the Phoenix one. The Team Canada. Michael Phoenix. Thing. That was like, remember the like orange and gray? Oh, yeah, Phoenix yeah, yeah, that yeah. they had? Yeah. I guess it would be weird to wear another team's jersey to your MVP acceptance. Yeah, but, but he like, would it's, do it. It's got to be a Nash. Yeah. You think yeah. he'd do the Nash? I, I think you have to. Yeah. I think he'd be more fashion forward. He's going to wear that reversible cardigan that Gary Trent wore last year. <laughs> no no sleeves, With no shirt nothing underneath. underneath. Yeah. Nah, he should support his teammates and show up in a Trey Bell Haynes. Team Canada. That'd be right. hard. Next up, the Depoy uh, Defensive yeah. Player of the Year. Looks like both of you have uh, the exact same pick. So who who you guys want? Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, the Timberwolves are the best defense in basketball and arguably the best team in basketball so far. Mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert anchors the defense. Yeah. I, I don't know what else. Like, he's he's the most impactful defensive player in the league, even if I yeah. don't like it and aesthetically don't love it. Uh, it's Rudy Gobert, and I, I don't. Like, I think you make a case for Anthony Davis. I think you could make, eventually you'll be able to make a case for like, hey, Jalen Suggs could be like a guard who wins it. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's it's Gobert pretty safely for me right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think there's too much of a debate on this one. Um, Who do you have as runners up? I, I had AD. Uh, I had Goga Bataze <laughs> just for fun. I know he got a great EPM. But um, no, I, I think for the yeah, Timberwolves. Yeah, it's a like, better defensive EPM than Rudy Gobert. It's, I'm not surprised. He's been awesome. I feel like somebody from that Magic team should be rewarded. You know who number degree. one in the league in defensive EPM is? Don't say Jonathan Isaac. No, Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs? Yeah. Wow. I want Suggs. Um, yeah, okay. So the Timberwolves are 18-5. and five, And even watching some of the game yesterday against Luka, and Luka was cooking. Luka was doing all sorts of like... Even when they got Luka to into the mid-range and he was running off of one foot and shooting floaters over top of guys contesting, he was still making those. He had 39. The Mavericks had no chance in that game. They had no chance. The Timberwolves were just so much like better than them. Just kind of held them at an arm's distance. They got great depth to their roster now, too. It feels like other guys are able to step in and contribute. And, of course, the Timberwolves have the, the benefit where they're just bigger than everybody across the board. And that helps Gobert especially. But, I mean, come on. I think Gobert is anchoring the best defense once again. Yeah. You got to give it to him. Yeah. Unfortunately. Man, they got Nas so Reed. Nas have... Reed is really good, too. They he got almost Nas had a 30 piece last night. Yeah. Yo, I, want, I want Reed. Um, also, another great value contract. I think Nas Reed making like yeah. 10, maybe? Bobby Wester, pull over and make a trade call right now. Um, I don't know anybody, man. Okay. By the way, you, you, Nas Reed's nickname on Twitter? Or on, on Nasty Nas? No, that'd be great, but yeah. it's not. What is it? Big Jelly. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I was surprised to see that one. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, next up is the MIP, uh, the most improved player. Mm-hmm. Uh, different picks here from you guys. Uh, yeah. Let's hear from yeah. you first, Blake. I think there are three guys you could make an argument for here. Um, I went with Tyrese Halliburton. I think this is the jump he's made is the hardest jump to make. Like he worked his way up year okay. over year to become a good player, but that jump from good player to you are an offense on your own is just such a significant jump. It has completely changed the timeline the Pacers are operating on. It makes his teammates better offensively. Um, He's leading the league in assists on top of, like, putting up insane shooting numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, what is it? Like, 52 overall, 44% on almost nine threes a game. Yep. Uh, And, again, leading the league in assists with almost a 5-to-1 assist-to-turnover ratio. It's a huge jump, and the reason I give it to him over – Tyrese Maxey, who's made a similar statistical jump, mm-hmm. um, is that I think Halliburton's jump from really good to absolutely the number one piece of, of a top offense is just a little tougher than Maxey going from really good to absolutely a really good number two in an offense around Embiid. Mm-hmm. It's just a little context dependent. And then I think you can make a really good case for Scotty Barnes as well. I agree. But Halliburton and Maxi have made their jumps to a bit of a higher level. So um, I had Scotty two, Maxi three. Mm-hmm. I think you could put those three guys in any order, though. Yeah, I had uh, I had Maxi first, and then I had Scotty second. Um, what didn't what what doesn't click about Halliburton for you? Just I he was, was too just, good I, already last year. I think I, exactly. He hit that like ambiguous mark where I was like, I know what he is. I know what the Pacers are. The only issue the Pacers last year is that Halliburton got hurt for a lot of the year. And that kind of tanked the record, but you know we got way more efficient across the board. He has got way more efficient across the board. Like I I think I'm appreciating, you know, the jump, especially the way you're laying it out here. I think for me, it's just seeing Maxi. You know, I think narratively it kind of set him up perfectly. Hard and ass out. The the Sixers are in trouble. We were all guessing. You know, I think I think Alex, you might have said that the the Sixers may potentially be in the play in. Yeah, you raised that. I think they've already qualified for the playoffs. Mulligan. But uh, you raised that. Awake still in bed. Uh, yeah, man. But yeah, I mean, I think for Maxi to jump in to be obviously he's number two behind Embiid, but the efficiency that he's scoring at so much more of his own self-generated offense as well. Almost double assist. Re- assist These, the pull-up threes that he was hitting to start the year, like I was legit, was like, is he as good as Damian Lillard right now? Od. He was like that. And, of course, we don't need to explain to anybody in the Toronto market how good Tyrese Maxey is. But mm-hmm. see him do he that on a consistent basis. back in, though, as only a 40% three-point. Wow. So, um, here's a question for – I'll ask you, Alex. Mm. So, we both had Scotty Barnes on our ballot. What do you think – like, do you think it's possible Scotty could get there by the end of the season or are Maxey and Halliburton jumping to too high a level? No, I think he's right there. And I think Scotty's in, you know, clear contention for an all-star spot this season. You know, I think – if he continues this, I think there's going to be a lot of heavy momentum and it's going to come down. I think it's going to come down to Maxi and, and Scotty. Like, I really think it's going to be those two. So, yeah. So, we'll see. I think um, the interesting thing with Scotty, because I went back and listened to um, the uh, practice, like, scrums from yesterday, the interviews. Mm. And Scotty's answer more clearly when I asked him sort of the improvements about the. There was a big discussion about three point shooting because there were a bunch of follow up questions because that's been the biggest thing for him. Mm-hmm. Scotty said he really worked on improving just, like, being shot ready, the shot preparation of, like, you know, it, it's so much easier to say you can just shoot at any time, but that's a skill in terms of how you receive the pass, you know, when or how quickly are you, like, getting to the point where you're deciding to shoot, all that kind of stuff. Where are your feet and shoulders? Where are your feet and your shoulders? I'm, there's obviously a, a million details with this, and Darko was actually the one who credited Jama 
coming over from the Warriors, uh, Jawa Mahalela, for helping Scotty a lot with the improvements in the jump shooting. So yeah, you see it. Why isn't he helping everyone else? <laughs> One project at a we time, got, my brother. Yeah, we got priorities. Can we clone Jama then? No, Blake. It's not like we have fifteen other coaches um, who can help each player. Um, there really is one assistant coach to one player every every single day. Like, it's just seriously, they don't even watch, they, when they watch film after a shoot-around or something yeah. like that, like, or pregame shooting, whatever, it's just everybody sits with one coach and on a laptop. It's 15 synergy logins. Um, That's next, what they got Hazeltown for, 15 next, for one deal. Next up is the Roy, the Rookie of the Year. It's your Roy. Once again, you guys have the same picks. Okay, this one is, no one else could really argue this. It's Chet and Wemby. Chet yeah. obviously is ahead yeah. right now. His team is much more successful. He's been incredibly efficient. He stayed healthy too, which I know is a big concern because people kept showing the pictures of his like, like tendons after. Remember, there was that like really skinny photo of his like his feet into his shoes. Like it was just like people were concerned that he wasn't gonna be able to hold up physically. He has been able to do that. Thirty minutes a game too, not just like yeah. part time. He's been excellent, man. Yeah. Not so good yesterday, but whatever. That's, yeah, that's it was a, it was a rough one yesterday. Yeah. Um, yesterday was a day it looked like they could use one more center, maybe, but like, like traditionally, so Chet can call us a little bit more. Yeah, I'm, I'm maybe trying Bobby, to wish the number I'm trying to wish that into uh, into existence. Bobby. I got two phones. Call either one, man. Uh, I had Chet number one as well, yeah. Wemby number two, and I, I think if you rounded out your ballot, Derek Lively probably gets number three. I'd have to look a little more closely, mm. but I didn't research much because it's so quick. Clearly, Chet. And my Wemby question, my two. question this for you, no my question for you, Blake, is like you know. Spurs are struggling right now. Let's say they lose whatever sixty-five games. What would what would Wemby have to do to to win? Could he win in that case if they lost like sixty-five yeah, games? I, I don't think people care that much about your team context in rookie of the year. Like mm-hmm. most rookie of the years, if you look back, weren't on weren't on super successful teams because mm-hmm. rookies don't land in good situations like that. Rookies yeah. don't don't drive winning themselves that much. And I could actually see some point someone putting Wemby on their ballot first and being like, "Well, Chet's got way more help." Mm. Like he's had it, and, yeah, and yeah. some it's people totally will fair. use. Does Chet have even too much help? Even though he's a rookie, That's some crazy. people will use the fact that he I got to it. spend last year with an NBA team. Yep. Against, like he's not a rookie to what a road trip is like, how an yeah. NBA environment works. Mm. Um, so uh, I, is this, I is this going to become the Ben Simmons, yeah, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell thing, is. where they de- wear the hoodie, it defining is. what a rookie is? Yeah, That's it right. is going to be that corny probably. alert. Um, <laughs> I, I think, NBA corny man. I think you Wemby just NBA? has to. You're sweet. Yeah, let's draft um, an all corny team sometime. I think yeah, Wemby's just got to like show improvement <laughs> over the two. course of the year. Yeah. Like right now, he's putting up crazy numbers, obviously for a rookie, but like. He's not shooting well from like anywhere on the floor. He turns the ball over a ton. Yeah. He's like, he makes good defensive plays, but they don't have a good defense. And like all that stuff is expected as a rookie. Mm-hmm. It's just really, really rare to have another rookie as good as Chet. So, I, I mean, these guys are close to me still. And, and I think Wemby just has to show some in-season improvement over, you know, he's got to be a better version of Wemby the second quarter and then the third quarter of the season and the fourth quarter of the season. I think it's going to be a coin flip. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Uh, next up is the... Uh, Kotai, the coach of the year. No one said the Kotai before. The gaffer. The gaffer of the year. The gaff of the year. Um, yeah, you guys have very, you guys have different picks here. So let's start with you, Will. Uh, I had Ime winning this. Disgusting, and, brother. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Sorry, Blake. <laughs> he really is. Uh, yes, got Blake to break. Here's the thing with Ime. I, I know that record-wise, Orlando's made a much bigger jump, and I had Jamal Mosley number two, and I beat. Like, I think he probably will win this if Orlando keeps it up. Um, but the total change in how seriously the Houston Rockets approach basketball yes. from from season to season is not just because they brought in Fred Van Vliet. It's not just because they brought in Dylan Brooks mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and 
Jeff Green and some other guys, Jock Landale, remember him? He, he's there too. <laughs> Young uh, Jock. The sports guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, but like, yeah, he, the Rockets are so serious about defense. And like, yes, they got some personnel changes, but it's not just the personnel. Like the existing young players who are there mm-hmm. are playing defense. That's one of the hardest things. That's part of why Jamal Mosley has been so successful. It's like, same deal. You got young guys to play hard and together on defense and be totally committed on that front. And the Rockets, I've seen that from them. You know, Shangun like really stepping up on defense. And I think with the thing with Ime, you always have to factor in is he's willing to discipline these guys if they're not performing up to whatever his standard is. So he, I mean, he, tries, sh- he tries to discipline LeBron, and LeBron's not even on his team. Yeah, I think that actually added an extra bonus that he beefed Le- Le- with LeBron <laughs> as part of the season. But like, I-, I just think that Houston was for me. I had no expectations for Houston. I think when we did a preseason thing, I was like, oh, how are they going to win thirty games? Even yeah. this team sucks. They don't care about basketball. It doesn't matter how much money they spend. Turns out it did matter how much money they spend, and it starts at the top. So, got to give Eme credit, but I think Jamal Mosley probably wins this one. I'm that, second. That's who I've got first is yeah. Jamal Mosley. I just think, you know, Orlando is, again, this is like kind of like the most improved. Like, Houston's taken a bigger step relative to last year. They but were just or, such an serious franchise last I know, year. but Orlando has taken a step from, like, respectably bad to, like, actually good whereas i think houston is just like yeah they're gonna they're gonna finish a little under 500 and they're gonna be a really annoying team to beat night to night and things like that um so i just think orlando's gotten to a high a higher level than houston has reached and again they're two three in defense chris finch is in the mix there as well with minnesota having the number one defense uh i think we know that team can score with ant and and cat he's a good but them being the number one defense and then i think mark dagno of oklahoma city this is a little bit of like and this happens sometimes in coach of the year voting like it's like, well, all of these cases are good, and Dagno probably should have got it last year, maybe. So mm. uh, you give him the extra bump. So I had him second, but I can't figure out how much of that is. Well, he didn't get rewarded for the 16-win jump yeah. last year, so I'm going to give him like a little, a little extra half credit here. You know how they have like all NBA first team? They should have an all coach, all coach first second team. team. Just yeah. top five coaches. And bottom five, the Monty Williams Awards. Um, oh, man. <laughs> no, you talk about culture setting. I see what, I, I mean, listen, the talent's different on the roster, you could argue, but yeah. losing 20 whatever games in a row is losing 20 whatever games in a row, man. Yeah. Um, and lastly, the six Moy, um, the six man of the year. Oh, God. Uh, who, who do you have for this, Will? Uh, I have Malik Monk, which I, I think it's six man of the year, but it's also the award for you turn on your TV on a random night mm. and you check into the fourth question. Typically, especially if you're on the East Coast, you're watching the Raptor game or you're watching some other game and or you're wrapping up your night. You're like, all right, let me just start throwing the TV and I'm, whatever, I'm just going to yeah. fade. Right? Wrap yourself in a blanket. That's actually, too, that's actually my go-to <laughs> move. I just like, I fade around like 10.30, 11 o'clock, maybe even 11.30. The Kings are always on mm-hmm. and I turn on the Kings game and Malik Monk is always performing miracles in mm-hmm. crunch time. Mm-hmm. He's always a big part of what they do in terms of sparking the team, in terms of even closing some games as well. I mean, he's he's just objectively like a good player as well. He's averaging what fourteen point eight points per game, mm-hmm. uh, five assists per game. You know, shooting really well from three. Obviously, you can really score. But yeah, on any given night, you turn on the TV and you see Malik Monk. He's probably dropping like thirty while there's yelling uh, like the beam. So yeah, shout to Malik. Monk, I love man. guys like that. It's like, hey, is Jordan Hawkins the best bench scorer in the league? It's like, no, yeah. I just caught the right four Pelicans games oh, yeah. this cool. year when I tuned in in the second half. Who you got, Blake? Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, I think mm. uh, this is a weird one because, like, I, I think he might be like the. I actually not even think. I think he's the he's the second best player on the Hawks, but he comes off the bench. Um, he's better than Dejounte. I mean, it's close. Dejounte has like fallen off a little defensively. I I, I think he still right. has it there, but he 
don't know, man. I was not impressed by him the other night, and certainly in general. Anyway, either way, mm. Bogdan's a huge part of that team. He's yeah, averaging he over 17 points a game. We see within their offense how much having him there helps a lot of the Trey sets because that is a second ball handler when DeJounte sits or when Trey sits or whatever. He's okay defensively, knocking down 40% of threes again. Um, you know, I don't want to be overly simplistic, and this is who is averaging the most points off the bench. I really do think Bogdan is one of the most impactful bench players uh, in the league. He also has one of the my favorite skills in basketball, which is when the pass is high and then they catch it high and then they don't dip the ball. Yes. And they just immediately shoot it high. Catch it high, shoot it high, no dip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had an amazing one in the corner yeah, the other yeah, night. Yeah, against the Raptors yeah. uh, on one side. Amazing. Um, it's a sick skill, man. That's what, that's what all the Raptors players got to work on. <laughs> I want to see Chris Boucher do one of those in the corner. No dip. I, yeah. uh, happy no dip that neither of chip. us had Austin Reeves, even though Austin Reeves is going to win the award because win. it's the Lakers. Um, we both had Cole Anthony second, which yeah. I think is... Uh, He's been great for them. Yeah, man. I mean, 15-4-4 four and four off the bench for them with pretty good efficiency. Yeah. Um, you know, not as good a defender as their top guys, but he checks in usually with Suggs still on mm -hmm. the floor or... or Anthony Black on the floor, so the defense is still really good. Yeah. And then I think, yeah, this is probably both of us having him second on our ballot is a nod to, man, it's been a long time since the Raptors had a scoring guard off the bench. Oh, all these guys I would love to have yeah. on the Raptors. Um, this is what this award is. It's like, it's uh, like, although no matter who they got, if they picked up one of these six men of the year candidates, they would start. <laughs> wow, that's that's fine with me, honestly. No, it's funny. I, I do think that there will be a push at certain points for Russell Westbrook. Here? Is he balling? No, not here. Oh, for just the league-wide. I'm just going to predict for <laughs> I freaked many, out for many months from now. It's just people will push for Russell Westbrook because he volunteered to come off yeah. the bench, and that fixed the Clippers. And, like, 11-6-5 and five yeah. off the bench is not a ton, but it's, like, it's like I, five assists a game off the I'm bench. I'm just telling you, narratively, it's I think to Blake's, I think to Blake's oh, point, though, the, the sixth man of the year usually just goes by, like, points. Like, points Most scored, that, yeah. like, off the bench. Okay, before we take the break, one more thing. I pulled up our preseason predictions since we're uh, on sportsnet.ca, since we're at the first quarter mark, uh, hot moly time for our NBA Finals predictions. We may revise it now, okay? So if you want, Will, you've got Milwaukee versus Denver in the finals with Denver winning. Would you like to moly any of that? Still doable. Okay, so you're sticking stick with, with it. it. Yeah, it's not a bad pick. Okay, Blake, you got Milwaukee and Phoenix with Milwaukee winning. Any, any mullies? Uh, yeah, I don't think Milwaukee's going to win. I can't bring myself to put Boston in the finals, though, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. Okay, I've got Milwaukee and the Clippers, and the Clippers winning. Well, oh, we all went Milwaukee. I'm gonna revise that. That, that is a pure like Boston. <laughs> I'm revising it to Philadelphia and the Lakers. There you go. With the Lakers winning, so okay. I'm off the Clippers. Yeah. So, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's that's your whole. Oh, I thought we were gonna go other picks. All right. Oh, what other picks? Oh, you want to do other ones? I don't know. I think that's all we have. You're hosting, so. No, we're good. We're good on time. It's I'm enjoying. All the banter. <laughs> Why yeah. did he pause for so long <laughs> after I'm enjoying when all we, the banter? When we come back, two chain winners for this week. All right, and I can't wait. We will preview uh, Raptors Hawks. Okay, we're going to take our last break of this beautiful Friday in Toronto. I've been your host, Willow. You've been listening to the Raptors Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Lou. Uh, continue to be joined by... Alex Wong, Blake Murphy, Alex, uh, we 
hand out the Raptor Show Chain of the Week every Friday to give uh, appreciation to all the people who make this thing possible besides the three of us on air. Um, I have no idea who you're going to hand the chain out to, so what you got for us? Yeah, we got we got two um, chain winners this week who uh, work very hard, um, you know, behind the scenes and help us with the show. You know, we were playing who he played for in the last segment, mm-hmm. and one of the running jokes, which is not really a joke, is that you don't know anybody that works here, oh, and no. you don't appreciate oh, no. people that work on the show. So I figured we'd bring these chain winners on one by one and, and play uh, who he worked with. Um, so let's put um, the first mysterious chain winner on the Zoom here. Um, so I'm going to give you three guesses, okay? My brother, um, before Mysterious Guest speaks. Who is this? So three guesses here. Um, Mark, uh, is this person Mark McDonald, Luke Swardron, or James Wilson? You have to guess. They have all had a hand in helping us with the show. Give me those three names again. Uh, Mark McDonald, Uh Uh Luke Swardron, and James Wilson. This this man feels like a Luke to me. Is this a Luke? Is Is this your final answer? So I want I want to say for the record that yeah. a lot of people work remotely, so it's hard yeah. to always see them in, in the Incorrect in the trick question. This is Josiah Bosch. Mm. He, he has created all of the Raptor Show graphics Bro, for I us. I appreciate you. Social graphics. Work, I believe the bingo card was his as well. Wow. TikTok, YouTube, quote graphics. Uh. He has been working on the show. They call him the <laughs> graphics mamba. Yeah. Um, Josiah, <laughs> man, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate you. I do I do appreciate you. I want you to well, know you're that. a producer, so, you know. You oh, know, thanks, man. You I appreciate know. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. happy to be here. And, Will, I've talked to you in person a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> man. We ran into Josiah at a Raptors game. Will, Will, heard the name. Times. Will heard the name Josiah, and he's like, yeah, Isaiah Joe, Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> yeah. You know how many people are running to at the game these days? Man, oh. Yeah, you're stiff-arming fans left and right. Jo- Josiah, what do you know about uh, Will since he knows so nothing sorry. about you? Well, I mean, come on now. Yeah. He's the host of the Raptors show. I'm nice. happy to be here. Uh, outside of that, I know he's a Liverpool fan. Hey. Um, but he ignores me in person, so I can never talk wow. to him. Damn. No, I'm just kidding. Damn. Yeah. Just, uh, it's got to be tough because he he works on J.D. Bunkus' show sometimes, and he mm. found a co-worker who's even worse to him than Bunkus. No, <laughs> no. Can you confirm these reports? No. J.D.'s um, not. Hard. Josiah is an Arsenal fan because uh, I take the time to get to know these people. Yeah. He lived mm-hmm. in Lith- Lithuania for a year. Oh, he wow. also used to do play-by-play for the UFT's uh, basketball and soccer team. Oh wow! And the crazy fun fact is his dad's name is Chris Bosch. No, <laughs> true story. Yeah. Wow, like with yeah. a C or no? B O S C H. Yeah. Wow. You think him yeah. and his dad spell their last names different? No, I just no, <laughs> he I just, didn't know how to spell. He didn't know Josiah's name. Uh, yeah, it's all good, man. Luke, I'll see you later. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Josiah, really appreciate you. Um, just want to say that uh, I'm wearing the chain for you because I know you're working from home today, I believe. So thanks, man. I really yes, appreciate I, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, I appreciate tough. you guys having me here. I love working on the show. And uh, yeah, looking forward to some more. Salute, man. No, salute. Great hair, man. Um, all right, get him off the Zoom so we can get the other person. Um, uh, yeah. I know uh, Josiah. <laughs> Sometimes you put him on the emails. <laughs> you don't. This is the thing people don't know about Will. He doesn't read emails. I barely read the rundown. We started. We started a group chat, the yeah. three of us, because yeah. like we chat about I'm the in show. That group chat. I, I, t- I say things sometimes. Yeah, but you say things, but you don't read things. Uh, well, group that's... chats can't be one way. Yeah, you're right. I also, want it to be one way, but it's the it's the it's, other way. It's every way. Josiah sometimes will text me like like additional Y'all facts text? for our show or whatever. Like when wow. we when we were talking about what is Dennis's team mm. in in football, he texted me and said Eintracht 
Brauschweig or however you yeah, say yeah. that. That's actually pretty uh, close. Yeah, and there was like, I don't know, there was one day I was trying to figure out like the most, oh, the when we were stacking people to guard Wemby mm. and I was trying to mm-hmm. figure out how many numbers of combinations there are. He confirmed that my math was correct. So shout nice. out to him. Nice. He's not doing factorials. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, a man of many talents. So we do have names. a we do have a second chain winner. No, um, if producers could let no. me know if a uh, mysterious person number two um, is ready to receive his chain. Um, but in the meantime, I know honorable mentions this week to uh, Ryan Fabro and uh, Jr. Manitad. Jr., you're so close, man. Jr., even though you help Will uh, do a react pod this week, despite his mic breaking. Yeah, I know. But, I know that delayed you too, because typically would have gone home earlier. You actually stuck around extra. To make sure the React pod was able to be recorded. Yeah. Unfortunately, the stats you put up on the React pod don't count toward your Raptors show oh. chain <laughs> points. That, that, that's why. It's the that's same why. like he got the right. bubble tea. He went and grabbed it. But it happened at a break and you could have just got it yourself. So those points don't count. He either. literally it's, came down here for no reason. Yeah, He had a he had the uh, Oscar Shibwe where like he got his first chain, but it was an in-season tournament final. So there's no stat record. I was going to guess our next J- co-worker's J- name was Oscar Shibwe. <laughs> Oscar Shibwe. That's a TV brand my parents wouldn't let me buy growing up. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. JR, J- well, JR also. Uh, someone please let me know if the second guess is ready. Um, we're, we're also uh, want to shout out JR for filling in yesterday during the intro of the show. Okay. To take viewers behind the scenes, I was mm-hmm. here in the studio at 156. Okay, no one's docking you for so attendance. We did to that. Just, Raptors, Will wants to change. To we, we did that just practice. to bully JR, all right? Let's be honest. Yeah. I was looking through the crack there to see uh, if he had started talking so I could interrupt him. But okay. shout out to JR, man. Salute you. I'll see you down in the arena tonight, all right? Yeah. You know what? We're waiting for our second guest. Why don't we just preview Hawks um, Raptors real quick first right. in between? All right. It is time now for Between Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Take a chance on Wednesday. The Raptors were one-and-a-half-point favorites. They beat the Hawks 135-128. to It was a game without very much defense. It was a game with some hot shooting, which is fairly rare for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, 135-128. That total would put you to 263. So, as a result of that, tonight, the Raptors are two-point favorites. So, Mm -hmm. they're uh, the... Line has gotten a little bigger. They were not impressed with the win. I get it. Yeah, Yeah, uh, they're they're a half point impressed with the win. The over under last game was two forty point five. Okay, which tied the highest over under in Raptors history with the Pacers game from earlier in the year. We got a new record. The over under tonight is a franchise record two hundred forty one point five. So Raptors minus two two forty one point five on the injury side. Still no Jalen Johnson. Still no AJ Griffin Mm -hmm. or Kobe Bufkin for the Hawks. DeAndre Hunter is once again questionable. Uh, Raptors all clear. Coloco and the two ways are, yeah. are out. But uh, Grady Dick's back up. Auto Porter available, et cetera. Mm-hmm. How you feeling? First off, Coloco and the two ways. Kind of nice. It's like a little They little, were also on my album list. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I saw Sloth Cut on there. Or Rat Boys. Some, one of those. Um, I mean, it's, it's difficult to just project based on last game. Uh, I think both teams will actually make adjustments to each other, which is actually why I'm kind of a fan of playing a team back-to-back. It's a little bit more interesting because, like, you're you, a fan of everything. But yeah, no, it's it's more interesting that way because the way I was thinking about it, even in yesterday's show, was when we reviewed the game, was just like, what can the Raptors do better mm. to guard against Trey Young? And, and 
And I was know, a little. Were, were you a little surprised to hear? And maybe Dennis just didn't want to give that much away. But yeah. it sounded like they they weren't intending to change that much, even though they gave up one twenty eight. Yeah, I'm not too surprised. Darko doesn't have a secret up his sleeve. But uh, you know, oh, it, it's God. it's uh, yeah. I mean, I I want to see what the adjustments were. Even within the game, we talked about with Dennis about you know how he decided to match minutes, and and I like that Dennis actually brought up the idea that he himself was the one who had that idea along with some assistant coaches to sort of do that. I thought that was a good a tactical adjustment. Now I want to see how Atlanta attacks that. I want to see how Atlanta attacks that even on a more like micro basis in terms of just like, okay, so if Trey Young looked at the film, he would have noticed that Dennis actually did sneakily go under some screens by doing that spin move. So can he use the crossover and pull up and trick Dennis into doing that? So like there's adjustments yeah, that you like would make. Go a, around the screen exactly. and then pull back. Yeah. And then you've kind of got the like pin down as well. Exactly. So I'll be watching for all of those little things. I, I still think I the bet Raptors. Capella picks up an offensive foul doing that if they try it. Like the, yeah. the pivoting your screen that way from vertical to horizontal. Pancake Mamba. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's going to pancake Dennis with one of those illegal screens. And, you know, Dennis did eat two offensive fouls the other game. Too, Boucher so. ate a bad screen, too, right? That was Wednesday's game. That was not earlier in the week, right? Uh, he, like, ate one. All right, make your pick. Chain okay, winners already. I'm probably going to go with the Raptors again, though, just because I think that the Raptors' size is something you can't really adjust for, especially without Atlanta's bigger players coming back into the lineup. Having said that, though, if the Raptors aren't hot from three again, it'll be difficult to keep pace with Atlanta because – they have a truly great offense. So I'll, I'll, we'll pick the Raptors just mostly because they're at home. But. That was Between Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Take a chance. Yeah, and now back to our second chain winner of the week. Oh, um, brother. If we can put them up on the Zoom right now. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you got this one? You don't need the three guesses? I have three names for you. Let's do it. Let me just hear your three names. Let me just hear your three names. But I love okay. that I love that kit, man. Yeah. Uh, Jake, Thanks, Jake Scholes, uh-huh. Michael Collins, or Michael Gibbons. Goodness. Yeah. Goodness. Michael Gibbons, I know there's somebody who is a Liverpool Michael fan. Michael Collins. For the show, that's not just Scholes. me. Yeah. And you already gave me a trick name last time. Yeah. Would I trick you again? Uh, most likely, yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Um, or you could go off the board and actually just take a guess. First off, he looks like one of the, the Liverpool's um, <laughs> academy boys that, that lost <laughs> away uh, yesterday in Europa League. Like, I'm, I'm not entirely sure that this isn't, you know... Uh, one of them. <laughs> this isn't Bed Woodburn or something, but <laughs> who you got, man? Give me the three names again. Jake Scholes, Michael Collins, Michael Gibbons. I thought it was. I thought you were going to show me Kyle Crave, but I'm going to go with Kyle Crave. <laughs> it is Kyle Crave. You got Let's it. Go. Man. You got Let's it. Go. Take that, Josiah. Kyle Crave. Kyle Crabe has has uploaded every single of our 2 p.m. pods since the inception That's like, of like the Raptor show. At least 500. He's books. helped us edit out, edit out a lot of stuff. Let's not talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we're not talking about that stuff. He's worked early mornings from the morning show to the mm. last day of the show. He's He was an intern in January 2021. And yep. since August 2021, he's been an employee. Obviously, you and him share the same Favorite soccer team. That's and his right. Favorite I, have Raptor. Same, I have the same kid as well. Yeah, and his favorite Raptor is Terrence Ross. Kyle, man, pre- right. just want to show our appreciation for you Bro, as well. Bro, appreciate you, man. I've Here's heard of you. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> yeah. That's... You'll, you'll never you'll never pod alone. <laughs> you'll never pod alone. This is, a, <laughs> yeah. this is a big day for the for the uh, JR and the afternoon Utes. There's group no chat. way this isn't Connor Bradley, by the way. <laughs> that they have. Kyle, man, anything anything you want to say? 30 seconds, man. Come on. Man, it's just nice to be on with y'all. Uh it's been a long time coming, and nice to meet y'all in person-ish. Yeah. I appreciate no. you. Appreciate yeah. you. Appreciate you, Kyle and Josiah. Thank you. Hope to see you again soon. 
Um, and JR actually has a statement from uh, Riz Sports. He wow. says, JR is happy two members of his team have been awarded the Raptor Show Chain of the Week. Mr. Manitad will continue to focus on his work as the season and show continues. You know what JR's heading for here? <laughs> yeah, Steph Curry has three rings, but he hasn't won a finals MVP. Oh, That's yeah. where JR's going right I now. I was told JR Manitad couldn't produce. It, it, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the infamous Anthony Edwards club. He was like, yeah, they got Katie, but we got Jaden McDaniels. <laughs> JR Bremer, you know? you're on your you're on your way to getting the chain, man. Call him JR Bremer. Just wait another year, brother. That's tough. Yeah. You sweet. Yeah. <laughs> JR, JR, you definitely sweet, man. But thank you for getting us our shot time. Thank right? you to Josiah and Kyle. No, thank well, you to everybody. well deserved for the chain, honestly. Thank you to the Raptors for winning a game so we can have a relaxing Friday, you know? Like just <laughs> we just got the hung out today. You know, we talked a little bit about basketball, but mostly You're William hung out. Yeah. No, I'm enjoying. All the banter. Never, never say that again. All right, that does it for us today. I've been your host, Willow. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe, and please rate and review the show. Thanks once again to producer and co-host Alex Wong, Blake Murphy, our board producer, Derek Randale, Jennifer Rolnick, David Sis, Jared Manitai, helping behind the scenes. We'll see you next week.